And hello and welcome everyone to the comic multiverse where the worlds of nerd meet. We're back again everyone. It's Saturday night. We're here. We got lots of comic news. We got reviews. We got conversation. You know, mm-hmm. fun times to be had all around. I want to thank all of you for joining us. Again, you could have been anywhere else Saturday night, but we're glad you're here with us. Yes, yes we are. Absolutely. I also want to thank everyone who took the time to watch uh, one of my the first short that I put out on the channel last week. It was the first time I've ever done it. Truly, I did not understand how shorts worked, but everyone who knows more about YouTube than me is telling me that I needed to do it. So I did it and it got like almost uh, 2K views in a couple of hours. So I guess we'll do more of them. And Matt's even going to edit them to make sure they look super nice. Yeah, yeah, I will. Definitely. Absolutely. So, how's your week been, man? Pretty good. Pretty good. It's been pretty busy, but uh, I uh, I got a lot done this week, and I I got to go see Creed. Uh, oh, I want to see really that. Good. It was really good. I bet it looked really good. Everyone's yeah. saying, you know, it's like one of the best sequel trilogies now. It is, yeah. Also, I mean, it's just the year of Jonathan Major, so any chance <laughs> to put more majors in my eye holes? Yes, please. Yes. Now, at any point during the boxing match, did he stop time and call in other versions of Damien's <laughs> from other timelines to come and help him fight? <laughs> no, no, he didn't. Damn. And here the here freaking Creed himself said that it was going to be like a Japanese anime. <laughs> it was, yeah, yeah. A lot of the, like, like the fight and like the training and stuff did remind me of like anime like dragon ball z and naruto and all that sort of stuff well i heard there was a lot of hajime no ippo in it which is probably mm-hmm. the most famous boxing anime ever mm-hmm. and i'm like that's fucking dope i love that now that you're directing mr creed we're gonna get some more of this mm-hmm. i can't wait for the next one where he's gotta like i don't know go to japan i guess and you know put right <laughs> what went wrong well there's talk about of, of like a universe like starting to spawn out I of these heard movies that. with like anime and like a a movie about his daughter which is strange because like his daughter's like a little kid now and like what would that even be about well you see that's why we go to the future matt it's the cyberpunk future of (laughs) 2075 and creed's daughter whose name escapes me at the moment what's her name amara amara creed must battle the first ever cyborg women's boxer that actually be pretty cool because in the film she's deaf Oh yeah, that's right. She is. Yeah, so uh, I think that would be quite an interesting sort of like caveat to have in 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 like a boxing film. Yeah, to have her fight a cyborg boxer and be like, <laughs> no, even even with my hearing deficiency, you know, I still represent the you know height of human achievement and everything, and I'll defeat <laughs> this cyborg and save you know uh, Neo Philly for the world. Because <laughs> by that point, it'll be Neo Philly, obviously. <laughs> Hell, I'm surprised they didn't give, uh, what is it, Florian Manitou, uh, Drago Jr. there. I'm shocked they didn't give him his own little spinoff. I mean, maybe it was happening. He's in this film as well. Because, I mean, I bet you could get Lundgren back too. And, I mean, they were so strong mm. in Creed too. It would actually be really interesting to see their further adventures. Yeah, yeah. Putin sends them to the Ukraine to box to settle that problem. <laughs> <laughs> And in the end, Florian Manitou Drago Jr. must box Putin himself to liberate the Ukraine. <laughs> you say it's ridiculous, but it's no more or less no. ridiculous than Rocky Four was. Yeah, yeah, exactly, yeah. And if I can change and you can change, then everyone can change. 
I don't even think he spoke that much Drago Jr. in Creed 2. He just no. yelled and yeah. punched. Yeah, he was just this huge, like, eight-foot-tall beast of a man. <laughs> yeah, made of anger and hate. He's yeah. also a razor fist in a freaking Shang-Chi. Shang-Chi, yeah. See, that's why we got to fuse those universes together. We can tell the story <laughs> of how he lost his arm and got a razor fist. <laughs> Oh, hey, I've been playing uh, that new Yakuza game, too. I'm actually uh, into Ishin now. Yeah, what do you think of it? Oh, loving it. I just got to, like, chapter four. The chapters are pretty quick in this one. They are. I'm not too far in because I've been I've stopped to play some other stuff, but yeah. I feel like the chapters were way longer in the other uh, Yakuza games. Mm-hmm. I just I just infiltrated the Shinsengumi. Oh, nice. Which is an amazing name for an organization, Shinsengumi. <laughs> <laughs> God, there's so many freaking names and groups. There's a whole glossary you got to have there just to keep it all oh, freaking straight. It can get confusing sometimes, yeah. And the Tosa Party and the Tosa Liberation Group and the Goshi and the Joshi, which, again, as a wrestling fan, I'm like, I thought I thought Joshi were, were, were female Japanese wrestlers. They're, they're not. The word can mean more than one thing. <laughs> or it eventually meant, meant that. It means it something different now. So, yeah. <laughs> J- japan man what a what a rich amazing culture you have yeah i also love it's a game based in the 1800s so it's like yeah you can do martial arts and swords or gun if you really or want gun. yeah yeah <laughs> or gun i love whenever i'm in a tough fight i'm like oh yeah gun is an option <laughs> i forget i can just settle this the american way <laughs> And that, like, that's actually part of the game where it's like, oh, yeah, you know, Ryoma, you went to Edo, you learned to be a sword master and everything. Yeah, that would have been pretty good like a hundred years ago, but now the Westerners are here in their yeah. black ships and their guns. <laughs> so, like, we're all kind of on the same level now, thanks to gun. <laughs> <clears throat> what a crazy time in history. Uh, now, believe it or not, everyone, we are a comic book podcast and we actually do have a lot of comic book and superhero news. We do, yes. News that I think you're all very, very much going to appreciate. Uh, First and foremost, a story that you and I, Matt, have been following religiously, and that is the fate of Batman Caped Crusader, the brand Mm -hmm. new animated series uh, from Warner Brothers that was maybe going to be on the DC Universe app, then maybe it was going to be on HBO Max. Then they didn't fucking know where it was going to be, despite the fact that it's a Batman show and historically they've always done great, and that this is a show with a killer's row of amazing talent. They got a bunch of people from Batman, the animated series, one of the most celebrated animated shows ever made. They got a ton of amazing writers like Rucka and Brubaker to be mm-hmm. part of the brain trust. And then they're like, no, we don't know where it's going to be. Yeah. And, and it, it's, it's really strange as well, because like it's a Batman property. Yeah. Usually WB like they they Wants like to keep that close yeah, to the chest. Yeah, they they're pretty uh, protective of that sort of stuff. Well, That's... we finally we finally finally know where it's going to be, and apparently it's been you know booked for two seasons, and it's going to Amazon. It's going yeah. to over there, going to the land of it, the rising Amazon. It's going to where like animation is now probably at its best. I would say I think with this now, Amazon officially uh, what is it? Officially earns the crown as the number one place for exciting adult animation between Invincible, The Boys Diabolic, and of course Vox Machina that just finished mm-hmm. up its second season. Mm-hmm. Amazon is now officially the place to be for animation, and I never thought that would be the case, and yet here we are. Well, when you have like Netflix <laughs> just just closing down their animation. Just- 
studios just for no real reason whatsoever, despite them actually also putting out some really good shit. Yeah. It's such a weird time in animation. I never, I never thought I'd sit here and be like, "Oh, thanks, Uncle Jeff. Thanks, Bezos, for saving these shows I really like." Yeah, it's 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 crazy. It's so insane. Yeah, it's, like you said, it's just so weird to see them let a Batman show slip through their fingers when normally <sighs> they're so protective of the brand. But also, I'm like asking myself too. You know, is this because of the new James Gunn direction, where they're like, "Oh, we want to do animated stuff too, mm-hmm. but we want it to be in continuity." And then I'm like, "No, wait, that can't possibly be the case because yeah. they have Harley Quinn." They on they HBO announced Max. they they're going to have Elseworlds stuff like the Batman and Harley Quinn and that sort of stuff. Yeah, which certainly are not in this brand new continuity. It's just I don't I don't get it. I've never seen a company so willing to leave so much money on the table. So strange. Of course, none of this answers the question that I'm sure you had burning inside you, Matt, and that is like, okay, cool. You rescued the Batman show. That was a given. What about that Superman and his pal Jimmy Olsen? What about that show that was yeah. being developed at the same time? I have to assume it's either been cancelled or will go to uh, Amazon as well. I have to assume it's a wait and see if the Batman show completely, you know, yep. blows the doors off, which I have no reason to think it won't because it's a no. fucking new Batman show from the yeah. guys who made the animated series and wrote some of your favorite books. They'll mm. probably bring the Superman <laughs> show there. They're like, hey, you got, hey, man, you got any more of that good DC animation? Hey, man, you got any more? Yeah, I, I have to imagine it's going to do pretty well. Especially, yeah. but as well because like people now know, oh, Amazon, the guys that did like Invincible, and mm-hmm. and Vox Popular and Vox Machina and all that sort of stuff, like <laughs> Vox Popular, yeah, yeah, that's the follow up yeah. series, yeah. Vox Popular. <laughs> yeah. God, it is going to be so weird to be like, hey, I'm going to watch the new Batman show on Amazon. <laughs> so strange, so strange. Yeah. On Amazon, I'm going to watch it, so and weird. I bet I bet they're going to kick themselves when the show does great because, of course, it will. I bet the powers that be at Warner Brothers will kick themselves, or maybe they won't because clearly it seems Zaslav and the people making decisions over there don't give a shit about animation. They yeah. don't see it as like an adult, you know, realm. They don't see it as profitable. They just see it as a thing they kind of have to make. Mm-hmm. Which is heartbreaking because Warner Brothers has one of the greatest animation traditions of all time from, you know, Looney Tunes and the Iron Giant and like all these other things. It's and their to see bread the and pe- butter. Yeah, and to see the people at the top just not give a fuck. Yeah, it's so weird. It's heartbreaking. It really is. You know, my heart goes out for all those animators who might have a job, might not have a job, got themselves jerked around. Yeah. Yeah. And and honestly, like Disney's not that much better at the moment. Like what what happened to that Spider-Man show that was in development? It was coming out and then they're like, oh, we don't know actually. Oh, the freshman freshman year, year. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I, I assume it's still coming out. It's just probably they've probably had to rework something. Again, I don't they also have to I know they, they actually own the animation stuff, but don't they also have to pass stuff off through uh Sony as well? Because wasn't it also going to be related to the Tom Holland Spider-Man films? Yes. Okay. You know what? You might have stumbled onto something there, Matt. Maybe yeah. that was the so issue. So because, because it's related to those films, they have to go through Sony, despite them actually owning the rights, but they don't own the rights to this particular Spider-Man. 
Well, because I know there was like a lot of questions going in there where it's like, oh, this looks to be a reworking of like stories we've already seen mm-hmm. because it's like, oh, what if Norman Osborn showed up mm-hmm. in uh, what is it in uh, freaking Peter Parker's living room and not Iron Man? So like it was going to be in continuity, but it wasn't going to be in continuity. It was weird. Yeah, it was going to be like in a side continuity. Mm. <laughs> the, the truly funny thing about this is that like I actually have the contact information from Jeff Trammell, the guy who was show running it, the guy who show ran Craig of the Creek. So like, if I wanted answers to this question, I bet I could bug him about it. <laughs> Jeff, Jeff, what's going on, Jeff? But, but I also don't want to be a dick about it. Cause I don't want to write him and be like, no, Joel, they fucking canceled the show. I'm out of a job, asshole. <laughs> I don't want to be that guy. Cause I know he was so excited. He's like, motherfucker, I was this close to making the new Spider-Man show. And then they took it away from me. <laughs> I don't want to be that guy, but, you know, I, I would love to see both shows live, not just because I'm a massive fan of superheroes in the animated form, but also because those things tend to do really, really well on my channel. Really good, yeah. <laughs> and I would like more of those things to cover, please. <laughs> that's that's just me. I am both selflessly interested and selfishly interested. <laughs> <clears throat> and, you know, that's not the only animation we knew, uh, news we have either. Because, you know, we're talking about what Disney is doing with their animation line as it connects to their movies and everything. They might not be doing that Spider-Man show for certain, but we do know for certain they're doing What If Season 2. And they actually dropped a pretty major bomb about what we can expect in Season 2. They did, yeah. Yes, uh, Kahori, I think I'm pronouncing that right, will be the MCU's first original hero to debut in What If Season 2. She's a member of the Blackhawk, or the Mohawk tribe, member of the Mohawk tribe, Mm -hmm. and she's going to have all the powers of a Tesseract. Yeah, because she's going to be in an episode that uh, is a what if of the Tesseract fell to Earth during uh, a time where the Native Americans uh, were quite prominent all over America, and it falls into, like, one of their, like, lands. Now, this is very interesting for a number of reasons, because this is basically them trying to launch something from the MCU without mm. any comic connection, Yeah. which on one hand, it's like, wow, I'm surprised they never actually tried that before. And no, Coulson and Selvig and all that other stuff doesn't count because they were incidental characters who got patched in later. This is yes. their first time actually creating a real deal superhero from scratch. Yes. <clears throat> And on the other hand, it's like, wow, is the MCU really so huge and so popular and such this, you know, ever chugging along machine? Could this be like a glimpse of the future of the MCU where it's like, oh, we don't even actually need comics anymore. We can just like create stuff out of whole cloth whenever we want. (laughs) Uh, Again, like they'll have to see how this one goes, but I I think they'll they'll definitely still keep drawing from the well of comics because there's just so Mm. much you can draw from and so much people like and it's it's the safest bet it is it is to have stuff that's you know time tested everything i also you know i I thought of the more cynical people around us where it's like oh you know uh miss marvel and miles morales and sam alexander no but those characters weren't created for comics they were created you know for the sole purpose of market research for when they'll eventually be put in the movies when they'll be bigger deals than they ever were in the comics i i had that like annoying guy in the back of my head and then being like, you know, oh, isn't it interesting that like, yeah, I guess there are no like prominent 
mohawk marvel characters there are like prominent native characters from Mm -hmm. other tribes Mm -hmm. and i wonder if this is a scenario where they'd be like hey we'd really like to run with a new character like this let's get a team together to build a comic to kind of sketch out the lore Mm -hmm. but now the higher-ups are like or we could just try it without doing the comics (laughs) (laughs) what if we just do this what if we just go for broke right off the bat uh I, I don't know. One way or another, we'll have to actually wait to see the show to render our final judgment. But it could be cool. Though, yeah. again, I, I, I do worry if this is going to like start a big trend now. Where it's like, we don't even need the books anymore. We can just do whatever the hell we want. Yeah, it's just, the cynic in me is, is thinking, it's like, oh, is this their way of like skirting around like creators getting getting on Twitter and saying, hey, they used my ding, character ding, ding. and I got like 200 bucks. Ding, 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 ding. Yep, Matt, you hit the nail on the head. You found the real yeah. problem on this yeah. one. Because as we have heard time and time again, superhero movies are the hottest commodity ever. They bring in more money than any other genre of film. But original creators, time and time again, seem to get screwed over. Where it's like, hey, you get five grand and maybe a ticket to the movie, and that's about it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Also, Te- also, Tevia Naomi didn't fail. She got two seasons of a comic, of a TV show, and a TV and got to show. Be on the Justice League. That's not a failure. Yeah, and got to be on the Justice League yeah. for a long ass time. And yeah. if Bendis ever wanted to write another one, I'm sure he would. <laughs> She's still technically on the Justice League as well. Oh yeah, that's right. I haven't read the book in a while, but I'll take your word for it. Yeah. So there you go. But uh, yeah, it's 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 interesting. And yeah, I, I do not want to see this future where it's like, yeah, we're doing this not because we believe in the strength of our own ideas, but we believe in it as a way to completely cut people out. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, Michael Reese creating a new character worked for Harley Quinn in X-23. Maybe it'll work for What If Shows. This is true. Animation yes. does have a pretty solid history of uh, canon immigrants. I just hope that this came from like a really good idea from the writing staff. And again, not an idea from a higher up to try and, you know, skirt creative rights. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Where it's like, we could, you know, take something from the comics, but we're choosing not to. Yeah, yeah. Because if it was me, I'd be like, well, well, can't we use Danny Moonstar? Can't we use any of these X-Men characters we technically own? Yeah. <laughs> Only to be told, no, no, we can't. No, we need to make our own characters so we don't have to pay people. Yeah. Oh, hey, speaking of Bendis and we did, if you follow him on social media... He actually has a new Substack comic that actually looks kind of interesting. Have you seen what his Substack comic is about, his new one? Is it the one about the uh, the Spider-Man musical? Yes, it is. It's a yeah. story about himself drawn and written from his point of view being involved in the Spider-Man musical. Yeah, god damn, that was a, that was a shit show. It's the one thing I've actually had where I'm like, ooh, this is that good, good industry stuff. <laughs> I actually kind of want to pay to read this story because I bet it's really funny. Yeah, because cause, like people who don't know, like the comic writers and like those type of people weren't the problem with it. It was like <laughs> no. Bono and like, uh, what's her name? Julie Taymor, the director. Who did The and, Lion King, yeah. Yeah, it was like all of those people that were the problem. Yeah, I would really, really actually have liked to have read his point of view because I bet it's super funny Mm -hmm. and I bet it's a good insight. And I actually wish more comic writers would do stuff like that. Like, yeah, tell more interesting industry stories from your point of view that only you could do. Yeah, it it was great. I, 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 again, I have yet to actually spend any money on Substack, but that's the one store where I'm like, ooh, ooh, I actually do want to spend some money on Substack. Did, did you also see, I think it was around the same time 
that he announced that uh, Mark Guggenheim, the guy who did like all the Arrowverse stuff, mm. he did like a big interview with uh, someone. I can't remember who it was, but like, yeah, he seemed he seemed quite bitter that like the the Arrowverse isn't going to be included in like the DCEU, the new DCEU, mm. or that sort of stuff. But he but the article revealed that he spent like ten grand of his own money to do something in Crisis of Infinite Earths that uh, they didn't have the money for, and the article revealed that to his wife who didn't know he spent 10 grand <laughs> oh that's good yeah. oh that's good you can't write that shit yeah it's great <laughs> i uh, I, I do like the guggenheim stuff like more you hear about him in the cw where it's like oh you you were actually like a good guy you were actually like yeah. trying really hard to make this work yeah it was everyone else around you <laughs> yeah i uh, i forgive you for the first green lantern movie guy <laughs> Seems seems like you learned from your mistakes and, you know, took a t- took another swing at it with, you know, a full heart. Is he still involved in it all or is he like moved on? I'm assuming he's moved on because the last CW show is The Flash. Yeah. And the, yeah, this this last season is awful. awful. I, I, ha- I have not watched it for like three seasons. There I, there was a COVID episode I watched. It was like yeah. where they had to travel back in time to when the collider exploded. Yeah. Yeah. And you could tell them like, oh, this is a shoestring budget. You just threw this together because you needed to fill up your episode quota for the year. And I'm like, this is really bad. And like it was around the time when all the actors were quitting and moving on and they were bringing in like their less interesting replacements. Yeah. I quit then. I didn't yeah. see any of the Despero stuff. I haven't seen anything. In it, years. it, I know it hasn't recovered from from COVID. Like it's no. it's really bad. They're, the the main villain at the moment is Red Death. Yes, I saw. About, and it's played by the Batwoman actress, and it's fucking awful. <laughs> yeah, I, I know there was the clip everyone was sharing because she did her own version of like I am vengeance. Yeah, I am oh, the it knight. was awful, awful. And, and it's like, why do they keep giving Batwoman Batman lines? They do. They did the same thing with Supergirl. It's all, all Superman stuff, and like people loved it. And then when Superman did it in Superman and Lois properly, where it existed, people hated it. That's a, that's a shame. Again, Flash is like you guys really should have ended when you were ahead. You really shouldn't have kept limping along for a couple more years. Should have all finished with Crosses of Infinite Earths. Yeah, that probably would have been a good place to end it for everyone, and not just keep it going. Yeah. Is that freaking Gotham Knights show still coming out? It starts this week. It starts the same night. It starts on Tuesday, the same night Superman and Lois season three starts. Hey, well, at least we'll have that to watch. Yeah. <laughs> but seriously, freaking Gotham Knights, you of all the shows you killed prematurely, <laughs> of all the stuff you canceled to take a tax write-up, I, I can't see the Brendan Fraser Batgirl movie, but yeah. I can watch Gotham Knights. I have to watch this show where Batman doesn't actually like have a bat suit. He's just he just wears a tuxedo and he drives like a Subaru. Well, you know, Matt, that might make a pretty good episode of Retro Hero Video at some point. <laughs> I feel like we might need to talk about that one and strike all the so. iron spot. I think so. <laughs> because, like, this is definitely one of those situations where it's like, is anyone excited about this? It feels like anyone who is actually really into the CW superhero yeah. universe is basically done now because you canceled all the shows and the one you kept around isn't very good anymore. I don't think this show is going to get any new people in. So, yeah, I don't think you're really going to have that next chapter of CWDC shows, which is kind of a shame. Yeah, yeah. Well, I guess, yeah, it's finished now. And I guess it kind of makes sense. The movies want to do the whole, like, TV and, like, movie sort of synergy. So, yeah. Yeah. 
there's there is definitely a feeling of like we don't really need you anymore mm-hmm. even like superman and lois as much as i love it i'm like this is gonna be the last season isn't it yeah maybe they haven't said anything about season four but i mean maybe this is this is the feeling i get because i got the mm-hmm. same feeling about doom patrol and yeah. star girl right no, like, i know oh, what you mean it's like this is really good and this is going to be the last one so i better enjoy it while it's here yeah yeah star girl actually ended pretty strong too with yeah. them like jumping forward to the future it's like and they had many more great adventures we yeah. promise wonder what the fuck happened to that um wasn't star girl meant to cross over with titans oh yeah they feel but, like yeah. did, t- i know titans is canceled now but like yeah what the fuck was that about like did that yeah, just not f- happen yeah where the fuck did any of that go- yeah did they film it and end up cutting it yeah i guess or maybe it happened and we just never heard about it because it wasn't maybe. worth a thing because <laughs> it was titans and we don't want I, I don't watch titans no no i don't either did 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 they just like did they just show up on set in costume was that just like to get people excited for a potential crossover that yeah didn't it was it like yeah like a bait and switch like that well we'll just tease it and it won't actually happen but if people like it maybe it will yeah huh i don't know man we might have to do some internet detective work when the yeah. show is done uh Michelius says the new season hasn't completely come out yet uh, oh okay thanks okay. Michelius. wow so, yeah, really that hasn't completely come out yet jesus and it's already canceled so yeah. like what yeah what's the point watching it now <laughs> i didn't even like titans but i will give titans all the credit in the world for making it as long as it did i'm surprised it did yeah some people were clearly watching it. It clearly did something for somebody, even if that wasn't me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, now, hey, speaking of things coming to an end, and wow, I could not ask for a better segue. Uh, this August, Mark Wade and Marco Cicchetto's Daredevil run will officially be coming to an end. You mean Chip Zdarsky? Chip Zdarsky. Did I fucking write that wrong? Yeah, yes, I, yes, I. Mark Wade, yeah oops oops yeah mark yeah mark wade's run that he technically had two other runs that he's coming back and ending it for a third time <laughs> he's busy writing the flash so yeah <laughs> yes yes chip zadarsky is coming and uh yes their run which has been going for a very long time now like what, it's been like three four years yeah very long it's actually restarted <laughs> Yeah, exactly, with a new number one. We thought Devil's Reign was going to be the end, but no, they came back for a final chapter, and uh, the promo image they have for this is great. It's like a it's a dark, dark panel with just Daredevil's helmet, and it's on fire. Yeah, yeah. And I, and I there, there was a cool tagline, too. I forget. It's something like, you know, God's work comes to an end. <laughs> And I'm like, geez, guys, a little, a uh, little high and mighty on yourself. I agree. You're, I agree. Your work has been godlike, but you know, I don't think you're allowed to say it. <laughs> yeah, God's work comes to an end this August. <laughs> and yeah, it truly begs the question. Yeah, how the hell are they going to end a story that's been this huge and this all-encompassing? Uh, yeah, I, I mean, I, it, it has to end with another Daredevil, uh, Kingpin fight. You, I like, guess so. Yeah, I'm, and I'll actually talk about Kingpin this week when I talk about what what I read this week. Ooh, nice. I was gonna say it'd be pretty hard to top their fight from Devil's Reign, especially because mm. Fisk basically got a happy ending at the end of that story he did. and sailed off. Yeah, he did. <clears throat> I I figured the final battle would be against the Punisher because they're really setting him up as you mm-hmm. know Matt's mm-hmm. ultimate antagonist. I could see that too. I could I could see I again like I could see him sort of bringing back sort of everything like kind of tying it all together in some way and i i have to imagine 
the kingpin is going to come back because Wilson Fisk won't be able to stay away. No, of course not. Then again, if we want to keep up with the whole Jesus allegory there, you know, Daredevil brought together his apostles and everything, and, you know, his most favorite apostle is, you know, the cop guy who's been hanging Mm -hmm. out with him, uh, Cole North. And he basically said, you know, hey, I need you to be here to keep me honest, to make sure that I stay on the right path and everything. Mm -hmm. What if we get a little Judas action with Cole North? Mm. Mm, sells him out for sells him out for several pieces of silver has to be the one to fight matt to stop him from doing something terrible yeah ooh. that would be something you know yeah that would be interesting and in the end the you know ultimate good was always the uh the, the human spirit of just this regular ass guy yeah so that would be something ooh, interesting You know, Gail Simone brought up something interesting on Twitter the other day, and I thought it would be an excellent discussion point. She says, you know, a thing she's noticed in modern comics is you don't get non-powered supporting characters anymore or B-stories featuring them, and she's so right. That's true, yeah. And I thought to myself, I'm like, no, actually, Daredevil did it in the Zadarsky years, and that's why I liked it so much, because you got Kingpin just, you know, doing, like, political maneuvering with the Stromwinds, <laughs> and you got Cole North fighting dirty cops and everything. And then I thought to myself, I'm like, yeah, but that didn't last, though, forever, because nope. eventually Kingpin did get powers, and now Cole North has, like, U.S. Agent's shield that is hanging out with all the other apostles. And I'm like, yeah, non-superpowered supporting characters are a thing of the past. And, yeah, we don't get B-stories with them anymore. Oh, my God. Yeah. Do you reckon it's because, like, people – when people see that often, they'll see, like, oh, why should I care about this person? They can't do anything spectacular. Like, they're just a guy. Yes, I think there's a lot of cynicism around non-superpowered characters, and I think there's also an over-gung-ho-ness mm-hmm. of new comic writers where it's like, no, my story needs to be the biggest, most epic thing ever there. You know, we need everyone with powers all moving in the same direction. You know, this needs to be all action all the time. No time for smaller, more personal, more down-to-earth B-plots. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Because, yeah, and that's even what Gail herself said, too. It's like, maybe some writers are just too gung-ho now. Yep. And I'm like, yeah, kind of. Dog even brings up an excellent point. Does Liz Allen really need a symbiote? You're totally right, Dog. That's why I've really been enjoying Red Goblin and Gold Goblin, because it's mostly just hanging out with the non-powered members of the Osborne family as they try and live their lives. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Which is another thing that Spider-Man sorely is lacking, too. Exactly. Even like... Uh, even Robbie Robertson, you know, uh, his friend and everything there is like dating a super villainess now. So even she's like involved in the super world now, like never before. Yeah, there's always at some point, even if like the main like secondary character isn't powered, they have like a friend who is or yeah, as you said, dating someone who does have powers. Again, hey, you know, we're going to talk about John Kenton a little bit. Jay Nakamura, at first when he was introduced, like, oh, he's just a crusading internet journalist. Oh, he actually has superpowers. Oh, he's actually connected to Bendix and everything else. Oh, well, this is different than what I thought. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. It's like even characters who you think are just going to be regular supporting characters usually are ultimately revealed to being super and to actually either having powers or getting powers. Yeah, being being super being related to someone uh who is who is someone you know uh yeah something like that yeah 
we we get very few foggy Nelsons anymore. We mm-hmm. don't get any just you know Joe Schmoes. Yeah, NB Yellow Paladin, Miles Morales and Ms. Marvel has friends with no powers. That's right, and that's why those series are so cool because you got Bruno and you got Genki and everything. Though mm-hmm. admittedly, we see less and less of them mm-hmm. under new writers. I feel like you know their original writers really got that, and now we kind of get less of it. Like even in the Miles book now, uh, Starling Vulture's uh, niece is getting more play now. Like Genki's in the book, just not as much though. Yeah, or what will happen is they'll, you know, the 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 original writer will write them, and then when a new writer takes over, they'll give them like powers or or something. Something, yeah. I mean, like hell, like Lois Lane and the people in the Daily Planet. There, there may be some of the last holdouts of mm. that old timey conceit. Absolutely. Especially because over in action, it's literally just a book about superpowered people mm-hmm. and everyone else. Yep. That book is more super now than it's ever been. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, I just thought that was an interesting thing to bring up. Yeah. No, that definitely, I'd never like really thought about that sort of stuff. I didn't either. It's something I totally took for granted, but I'm like, yeah, we don't get any stories about non-powered Joe Schmoes who just live in superheroes' orbits. Yeah. Which is kind of weird, too, because, like, again, you know, to think about John, one of the best things that Taylor did with that book when it started is remember John wanted to go to school, but he couldn't because his identity got outed right away. And he's like, yeah. ah, fuck, you know, I just I just want to live a normal life. And I'd like some normal friends because everyone I know is super powered and part of the superhero community. And I'm like, hey, by the end of that story, he didn't get that. Yeah, but now he can. But now he can actually, and here's hoping maybe either Taylor can take him in that direction, or maybe when Taylor's done, maybe we can actually see John go back to school. Because I'm like, yeah, that's right. Everyone he does know is super, and that's not just a John problem. Now that's everyone in comics now only hangs out with other regular-ass people. Yep. Hell, maybe that's a reason why I like that new Captain America book so much because Cap went back to school and took a drawing class yeah, and actually and he has made like friends. has a fam like friends who get on the radio with each other and yeah yeah and he actually met like some non-powered people and I'm like is this why this is good because mm-hmm. like we actually see what the regular people get up to yeah. Because eventually, like, if you're just reading about superpowered people all the time, eventually it's all going to start bleeding together, and eventually you're just going to keep telling the same stories over and over. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Just just something to chew on, everyone. Just something to think about. It's also me planting the seeds. I'm thinking maybe after 300 episodes, maybe we should have a topic segment on the comic multiverse. <laughs> Instead of just talking reviews, maybe we should, like, talk about bigger topics, because I think uh, the YouTube algorithm would like that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh now, moving on there, again, we talked about DC titles. Uh, they actually announced a ton of new uh, DC Dawn titles this week. They did, yes. Which, talk about like a weird, you know, kind of rollout of things where it's like, hey, DC Dawn, coming soon, new titles, also coming soon. When we name the creative teams, we have the books, but we don't have the creative teams yet. <laughs> Which is so weird to me. I'm like, oh, geez, is that how, you know, quickly you rolled this out? You didn't actually know who was going to be right and what yet? Mm-hmm. Uh, perhaps at the top of the heap there, it was announced that Tom King will actually be returning to ongoing superhero series when he takes the helm of Wonder Woman this September. Yeah, mm, I don't know about it. Mm, I don't know either, man. I don't know. <laughs> like, pe- people could say, well, he did well in, like, Supergirl and all that. I'm like, yeah, Supergirl, like, he seems to do really well with, like, the, the super family stuff. The super but, family and short. Yeah, yeah, short. Yeah, short. You know, you know there's an end coming, but this is ongoing and the last ongoing book he had 
was not good. <laughs> yeah, was his Batman run, which by the end, he disappeared so far up his own ass yeah. with pretension, he literally wrote himself into the story by the end. Yeah, and, and people really forget how he wrote women in that book. They also were that. not very good. He wrote Wonder Woman in that book, and she was not very good. <laughs> Yeah, that's. I'm actually surprised more people aren't mad about that. Cause yeah. Like, wait, don't you guys remember that you were like people mad seem to at forget him, that <laughs> that people were pissed at him for months for how he chose to write yeah. Wonder Woman in his Batman book, and yeah, he wrote a really bad Wonder Woman. Yeah, in the Batman book and in uh, Heroes in Crisis as well. Yeah, he actually wrote Wonder Woman pretty badly. Again, I think short short memories for a lot of people, and also because I guess that Supergirl book was that good. This yeah. this this could be good. Maybe you know Tom King has finally you know leveled out, and maybe he wants you know make up for past mistakes. But also, I think he could get a lot of people really pissed at him again. Exactly. Yeah, he's he's treading a fine line. This this might be you know this this it could be a disaster. I don't know, but also. I feel like maybe it won't be as bad as Batman because this is Wonder Woman and DC historically has never quite cared about Wonder Woman's mm -hmm. status quo. Yeah, he's, he's kind of got a little bit more freedom in what to do with the character. Yeah, there's a reason it's always changing. There's a reason Wonder Woman doesn't have, like, you know, many great runs where you're like, oh, well, you got to read that one. Like, oh, you got to read this. Wonder Woman has good stories. Mm -hmm. Wonder Woman has really good stories and, you know, really good standalones. But very rarely do you hear from people like, oh, you got to go read this run. Yeah. And that's really sad because, you know, she's part of the Trinity. She's one of the tent poles of this universe. She's one of the, she is the most recognizable female superhero of all times. And DC's just kind of had a meh approach to yeah. writing her. Like, like she'll always have a book on the shelf, but it seems like they don't really care about keeping any of it consistent. No. Yeah. And that makes people go like, well, what, why should I pick up this book when six months, a year down the line, you're just going to restart it and just like wipe that away? they're going to throw everything out because again just so much inconsistency even just in the last couple of years is she made of clay is she a demigod mm. yeah who, who are her villains again is it a sword and sorcery book or does she actually fight crime and super villains mm. yeah i don't know mm. is steve trevor important how old is steve trevor mm. Well, I know in King's book, Steve Trevor is going to be a massive fuck up. And oh, just because like the men he writes in his book are often that they're, they're kind of, uh, what's the word? Like a, like a mirror to him almost a little bit. where the, and then the women come in and like, are like the best fix of the everything. best and fix everything. Cause they're his wife. Cause, he, cause he's we've discussed this at length like when, when his batman book was out and it was so yeah. obvious <laughs> and heroes in crisis because yeah. the man he writes what he knows he writes his own life which they say is what you're supposed to do as a writer which mm -hmm. i'm not going to hold against him no, hell no. You, you can basically always tell what's going on in tom king's life by what's going on in his books hell yeah. it's one of the reasons i actually really liked that little superman one shot he did for dark crisis because mm -hmm. you could tell that he was like really thinking about being a dad yeah, and being a yeah model and being like a good teacher and everything they're like oh see you know this is good and pure and something you've really tapped in here like again i don't know how old tom king's kids are but it definitely felt like he was either dealing with empty nest syndrome or thinking about empty nest syndrome thinking about it coming starts. up yeah 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 and like again that's like king and his best when it's like oh you've tapped into something very primal and very human mm -hmm. in this moment because again you, you are writing yourself and that's why it feels real yeah
So it'll be interesting. It could really go either way on this one. Again, if he does, you know, love worshiping the strong women in his life, which again, there's nothing wrong with that. Please be a wife no, guy who loves your wife. There's yeah. worse things they can be. So if he just like writes Wonder Woman like that, yeah, she's the best. She comes in and fixes everything. And Steve Trevor works for the CIA. Did you know Steve Trevor used to work for the CIA? He used to work for the CIA <laughs> before he does whatever he does now. <laughs> Uh, Kali Frederick helping us out in the chat. Thank you, Kali. Eight Billion Genies is set to wrap up soon. Have either of you had a chance to read it? Do you think when we get a Young Avengers that Peter will be on it? We have not read Eight Billion Genies yet, though we loved the pitch when we read about yeah. it. I actually, I bought the first four issues, three issues. Oh, nice. I kind of like back when we talked about it, um, but I have not had a chance to read it yet. It sounds fun. Like, again, you know, maybe when we get to, like, best of the year territory, it sounds like a pretty good shoe-in for, like, that indie darling. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. As far as Young Avengers, I think we might actually be getting some news on Young Avengers soon because I think uh, – what is it? The the head of Marvel Films, I think Feige himself basically said, yeah, you know, when you get – the next time we get an Avengers team, it's going to be pretty different, which I think that's what he's implying. Mm, mm. <coughs> and as far as you know peter on the team goes i really don't know i think a lot of spider-man is super in flux right now yeah but i guess we'll see i mean you could put spider-man on the young avengers though as a comic fan it would feel weird to me personally it, it yeah no it would it would now that, like it it makes like thinking about it just like instantly it just makes sense but then like mm. when you start to think about it you're like uh, maybe not Especially with the way the last one ended where, you know, he's got a job now. He's living alone. He's going to school. I think he's kind of aged out of that. Yeah. He kind of he kind of has no parents or guardians right now. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. What's he going to do? he got no parents or guardians. This, but, he, but he stick to the wall real good. <laughs> he can do whatever a spider can. <laughs> but I still feel bad for him. <laughs> Which, which, fuck, could the comics do that, please? I can't remember the last time I felt bad for comic Peter. <laughs> I can't remember the last time I'm like, oh, no, what what he going to do? Yeah, he's he's uh, he's getting everything he deserves in that comic. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, he's he, he just a little guy. What's he going to do? I've never felt that way. I haven't felt that way about comic Peter in years. Comic yeah. Peter's, I'm like, get your fucking shit together, man. You've been doing this since the 60s, for fuck's sake. Yeah, you're a 30-year-old, probably 30-year-old. <laughs> Yeah, get, get get your shit together. <laughs> uh, what else we got going on here? Okay, so more new books that are coming down the pipeline. Uh, again, I, I guess we'll just do the DC Dawn ones. So two big ones that surprised the shit out of me. Steelworks is getting a book, which we knew was coming but didn't know who was writing it until right now. And surprise, surprise, it's fucking Michael Dorn? What? Yes, Steel from the animated series and Wolf is writing uh, John Henry Irons. Making his comic debut to write Steel. And you know what? Normally I would talk shit about letting any, you know, celebrity with a name walk off the street and write a comic book because they want to. But it's Michael Dorn, man. It's Worf. Yeah. (laughs) Nerd icon Michael Dorn. You know he's going to write it with honor. He's having a good good year. He's writing this. He's back as Worf in Star Trek Picard. That's right. Great. Great. I'm definitely willing to give it a chance and also to maybe here's hoping his extra star power actually moves some steel books because I love steel and you love steel, but comic sales numbers have not always loved steel. They always kind of treat him like an also rand. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this has been it's been a while since he's had a book. 
Yeah, it's been a long time since he's had a book. Good time to have a book. Obviously, him and his daughter, they've created Steelworks to help with the Superman family. It looks like all these super books are kind of like more interconnected than they've ever been before. They are. They absolutely are. So I kind of like that. I'm hoping this Steel book sits, sticks around because there's just so much to like about Steel. And as like, again, that Lois and Superman show uh, showcase, audiences do actually like Steel and mm-hmm. do actually like respond to him. Yeah, absolutely. When you write him a certain way. So, I mean, I definitely want to give that one a chance and I'm certainly excited for it. Yeah. Also, too, you know, Steel, like, the original old Steel stories from, like, post-Death of Superman, go back and read them. They were written by Louise Simonson, and they, like, actually fucking hold up. They're really good. They're really good. They're shockingly good. You can see, like, why they made that goddamn Shaquille O'Neal movie back in the day, because they're like, no, no, there's definitely something here. Yeah, and then Shaquille O'Neal made a movie, and it's like, okay, maybe not. Maybe not, man. It feels like Steel is always suffering for, like, stuff that he never did and, like, stuff out of his control. Yeah, he is. Mm -hmm. So uh, I'm excited for this one, you know? More power to Michael Dorn, more power to Steel. Yeah, I'm very excited, very excited. Same. Uh, On the same bent, too, of books I was not expecting but that I'm genuinely actually excited about, Hot Girl is actually getting a new series, too, written by Jadiza Axelrod. Mm Mm-hmm who I will admit I am not actually all that familiar with, but as I found out from our very fans, uh, apparently Jazita wrote, uh, what is it, The Prettiest Star, which is like one of those like all-ages DC books. Oh, cool. Yeah, they, they, they're apparently really popular. I see them adver- advertised all the time. They are really popular. This one especially was really good, and apparently uh, Prettiest Star is actually going to be a supporting character in this book. Oh, awesome. So this one's already actually got like some pretty good, you know, fan groundswell beha- uh, behind it. Uh, I guess the idea is this one is that Kendra Saunders, because uh, this is the Kendra Saunders version in case you didn't know. I guess I guess she's moving back to Metropolis now mm-hmm. to try and start her life over because the Justice League dissolved. Yeah, the Justice League dissolved. She's no longer part of JSA. Um, so, yeah, I guess she's just going to try and be her own hero. Which I'm super on board with, and also, like, Hawkgirl is just, like, super cool and super dope, but I, like, really want her book to do well, because mm. obviously, like, everyone I grew up with the animated series. Yes, yes. And apparently they put it in good hands with the new writer on this one, so yeah, I'm definitely going to check this one out. Yeah, more more big, strong ladies with maces in comics, please. Definitely, definitely. I, I wonder if uh, Cotter is going to get involved. If it is popular enough, the answer is yes, definitely. <laughs> because as we have seen time and time again, these two characters are just forever intrinsically tied. Tied together, yeah. <laughs> the answer is yes. We'll probably see Shadow Thief. We'll probably see freaking Chimera and, you know, uh, a few of the other, like, Hawk characters that you know are Hawk characters. Mm-hmm. So it'll be really interesting to see where they go uh, with that one. But yeah, good good on DC Dawn for trying some new shit and giving characters who don't normally get any love some love. Yeah, it, 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 it's been an interesting rollout for what they've been doing with uh, this. Because th- these, these books as well, they don't come out until around September? Yeah, so, yes, yeah, summer. Yeah, the summer season. Yeah, yeah which at which point we also found out that we'll also be getting a new event called Night Terrors. Yes, exactly. Night Terrors. They had this whole big list of it. Uh, Night Terrors was on there. There was also something that people super enhanced, and it was Detective Chimp holding the helmet of fate. Yeah. 
Which makes sense because if it goes through the JSA book, uh, Dr. Fate's technically dead. Yeah, exactly. Man, Dr. Fate's been having a real fucking rough time, <laughs> hasn't he? Lost his helmet in Lazarus' planet and forgot who he was. Then, like, in the JSA book, Dr. Fate's from all over time and space are getting hunted. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I'm guessing it's going to relate to that. I'm guessing it's going to be another magic event, which, okay, cool. Yeah, and and apparently this is this is all going to also be leading to some big Brainiac event. Ooh, which I like we, that. Which we, we first saw teased at the end of the most recent action comics issue. That's it actually, right. No, it was, it was Superman uh, in Superman issue one, and and in that in that picture you see like the the tentacles of his ship as well. Yeah, we took a little look to the future there, and yeah, we saw Brainiac sitting on his throne, being all scary. Yeah, I, I like that they're going to make Brainiac a big villain again. Yeah, go for it again. It it feels on one hand it's like, well, we can't do that. That's what people are expecting. But then on the other hand, it's like, yeah, but I like it though. When you do it great, it fucking slaps. Yeah, yeah. I mean, how many goddamn Joker events did we have to sit through? Give me one Brainiac event, please. Yeah, please, please. <laughs> just just for spice. Uh, Kali Frederick helping us out in the chat again. Do you guys have any new animated series to recommend? Uh, I mean, I I'm bummed that it didn't get a second season, but Pantheon ruled. Nice, nice uh anything else i feel feels like there's not been a lot of new animated stuff recently and if it has been it's been canceled <laughs> no i haven't i mean i've been watching anime and even then i haven't been really watching much i've been watching the um they've been re-releasing uh the berserk the golden age saga as like oh, an yeah, anime yeah, yeah. it's the memorial edition uh, yes, because, yeah, because they the put creator some new stuff in. Died, yeah. So like they've they've taken the three movies, cut them all up, added new stuff, and are releasing them as like a TV show. Oh, that's smart. I'll probably watch that at some point. Uh, I hear Moon Girl and Devil Dinosaur is good. I haven't had a chance mm. to sit down and watch yet, but they say it like looks beautiful and the jokes are good. And Lawrence yeah. Lawrence Fishburne is the goddamn Beyond term. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, he's also a producer too. He like really, really felt strong about Moon Girl and Devil Dinosaur, and he wanted cool. to put a lot of clout behind it. Cool. And I'm like, okay, yeah, that's a good reason to watch. Uh, Koala Man was pretty funny from Michael Cusack. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You you may have to put up with a little Justin Roiland though, because he's yeah. the producer and is in a couple uh, roles. But don't <laughs> worry, he's not in the whole show. <laughs> Uh, I heard good stuff about my dad, the bounty hunter on Netflix. Again, I've been so busy. I haven't had a chance to sit down and watch it, but I know it looks fucking great. Oh, I haven't even heard of that one. Uh, it's exactly what it sounds like. It's about a little kid and his dad is a space bounty hunter. His dad cool. is basically Boba Fett. Cool. I like it a lot. Uh, what else is going here? Uh, I don't know if it was just Canadian Amazon, but they put Gary and his demons on there, which was a funny little show that I feel okay. like a lot of people missed. Yeah, okay. It's it's a little Rick and Morty. It's a little uh, little demon. Uh, it's a little like paranormal activity. Okay. It's it's an interesting kind of mix of things. It's not the prettiest looking show, but it makes up by you know having fun characters. You know, like Sarah Silverman is in it. They've got oh, like, a nice. lot of actors you know. Cool. Uh, I think uh, Sarah Silverman, if I remember, plays like a Japanese ghost girl. <laughs> <laughs> Plays like a ring monster, but who's like super chill despite oh, nice. being a ring monster. <laughs> nice. Uh, also, too, again, you know, t talking about new DC books here, and here's one that I'm, I'll let you take the reins on this one because I'm sure you'll have the most to say. Flash is set to relaunch in September following its landmark 800th issue. Yep. Uh, Jeremy Adams is coming off the book at 800 issues, um, which uh, for him is 
a long time. He's been writing since yeah. the year 52. Yeah. So a long fucking time. Um, it kind of sounded like he didn't expect it. Yeah, that's the feeling I got too. Where it's like, wait, wait, you're taking me up, but, but I'm doing so good. You let the other guy stay on forever. <laughs> but I do think he is building towards an end. Like the, the he's in one minute war at the moment, but there's like things that are set up that I'm like, okay, if he pays this off before 800, that's like a good end for his uh yeah. for his run. And I think he does have an ending in mind. Um, but yeah, then we're getting like a special, uh, which is, has like him, Mark Wade, uh bunch of different riders with that's the 800th issue all your favorite flash riders, uh, basically. and then cyspiria and mike Dodato are taking over yeah what an interesting uh group of reds i would never have tapped cyspiria for flash i'm excited i've loved all of his x-men stuff yeah it's all been very like a high-minded very adult mm. very ponderous mm. in a way that a lot of comic stories aren't Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I think I think this might be the thing to get me into Flash too. At this point, I'm like, oh, I fucking love me some Cy Spurrier and Mike Diodato does some pretty good art. So yeah, you know, yeah. Also, Wally is staying as the Flash, and Wally is staying, so that's also good. They're not just you know getting cold feet and resetting. Mm-hmm. Now that being said, isn't there supposed to be like another Flash book that they teased at the end of Dark Crisis with uh, Barry being like, oh, the whole universe is a crime scene now, and I need to get out there and take some semen samples. <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean or something to that effect <laughs> i mean the, the, there was a lot of teasers in that and and like lazarus planet about like oh. what's coming but yeah green lantern said he was gonna stay on earth and then they never announced a new book for him well he's gonna be in uh green arrow oh yeah that's right he is yeah because that's oh, who okay. he was talking with uh, uh like uh diner and all that and he's gonna stay on right. earth because oliver and that, died and everything and that comes out april actually that yes. green arrow mini yes so there's some. Uh, now, not to be left out, Marvel had some new stuff too. Uh, Hulk is getting a brand new run and a brand new writer. It's going to be Philip Kennedy Johnson. Holy shit! Yeah, Jesus, this guy's—he's writing, writing all the characters. He's going from strength to strength, you know, man. He's writing goddamn Alien. He's writing Superman, and now he's writing the Hulk. And I feel like this is one of those things that they can only do because it's like, uh oh, DC didn't get him to an exclusive contract. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. This feels like one of those Tom Taylor situations where it's like, ooh, one of these companies is going to lock him down really soon. <laughs> Very soon, yeah. Because, hey, you can't be writing two massive books for the two companies at once. Yeah. This uh, this looked to be a return to Hulk as a monster, and it looks like we're going to be getting cameos by other monsters, too. Yeah, I'm, I'm very excited to see what he's going to do with this, just because of, like, like what we've seen in, like, his, his Superman book in, like, the War World stuff, his alien stuff, he, he loves building up, like, weird lore. Very. He's got depth and complexity mm-hmm. and isn't afraid to do deep cuts, but mm-hmm. also make the book, like, really new reader friendly. Yes, yes. And I feel after, like, the Starship Hulk and the Donny Kate stuff, I feel like now would probably be a good time to have the book be new reader-friendly. Absolutely, yeah. Hulk is in is due for a uh, reset. A reset, yeah. As Chemdog is reminding us, he's also writing the James Bond book, too. Yes, yes, he is. What a, what a fucking busy guy, eh? Yeah. He's just everywhere. And yes, as the chat said, Zdarsky's writing both Daredevil and Batman. Yeah, he's a rare-ass exception. Mm-hmm. He's that is a very that's like once in a lifetime. That's like him and Frank Miller can claim to have done that. Mm-hmm. And now I guess Philip Kennedy Johnson too by writing Superman and Hulk simultaneously. Yeah. 
speaking of new Marvel series as well, Dan Waters is going to be writing a four-part new Loki miniseries to coincide with season two of the Loki show coming soon. Cool. Cool. Again, I dropped off on that Thor book. What's Loki been up to recently? Anything interesting? Um, He's not in it at the moment because it's all just about Thor and like Rosalheim and dealing with like Doctor Doom and all that sort of stuff. But he has been like the god of uh, god of liars now. Oh, and, yes. Um, and yeah, he, he, he was put in charge of um, torturing Donald Blake. I do remember that. That was yeah. like one of the last things I read. Also, Ninja Consultant reminding us Johnson is also going to be writing the John Stewart Green Lantern book when that comes out as well. Yes. Which shit, man, God, he is fucking busy, isn't he? He's really fucking busy. Busy, busy guy. Don't know how he does it all. <laughs> I mean, look, I, I could write one book really well if that was like my job and I really had to like think it out and work it out. If I had to write like four books at once, yeah. you would have whole issues where it's like, Oof. and today... Today, Hulk went and got a sandwich, and it was pretty good for 22 pages. <laughs> Be like, wow, Joel really phoned it in on this one, didn't he? <laughs> uh, and in this issue, Jon Stewart calls his cable provider and is like, hey, man, my internet bill is way too high. What the fuck, man? <laughs> What's going on? Yeah. <laughs> can I can I get a reprieve on this one? <laughs> and that would be the whole issue. <laughs> Though that's also the thing, too. That's the other dirty secret about being a comic writer. You need to pick up a lot of jobs if you want to actually make money at this. Yeah, yeah. Oh, Jaden reminding us, yes, that's right. Loki was on, like, that Defenders Beyond team. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. So he's been on a team. He's been doing stuff. He's He's been busy, Loki. He's been doing stuff. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. He's getting around. Getting around. Yeah. <laughs> he's getting around. Uh, now, ooh, hey, a follow-up on a story we did last week, Matt. Uh, we thoroughly kicked in the dick of Suicide Squad kills the Justice League, and because of that, the game is now yeah. delayed till 2024. Now, other yeah. people were we're, mad we're, at it we're, we're the reason why it was delayed. Yeah, they, they saw our video, and yeah. <laughs> They're like, shit, man, you know, we were going to release the game as is, but if we don't have the comic multiverse bump, if we don't have <laughs> their love and respect on this one, then we just, we just can't do it. We're delayed. <laughs> six and here's the thing man uh you can delay it as long as you want but everything that's wrong with that game is baked into the fucking crust at this yep. point yep you're not gonna be able to save it you might be able to pull like a shadows of war shadows of mordor and be like look we took out the loot boxes we took out the most worse and egregious predatory game passy shit but still now the game's not gonna work like it's supposed to because you took out like an integral thing in your game design bad game design just just beyond like the monetization and all that battle pass shit the game itself didn't look good because all the characters no. looked like they played exactly the same and the gameplay loop we saw was really fucking boring yeah which i don't want i don't want to you know kill fucking 15 giant robot spiders on a tuesday between 6 and 12 to get the experience i need to move on to the next thing mm -hmm, mm -hmm. i don't want it it doesn't look good it looks like it feels bad and i feel bad for everyone involved yeah well no i don't because they fucking designed the game like this <laughs> uh, well i feel i feel bad for the people doing the coding and everything who had no choice you know <laughs> i have no sympathy for the people at the top who thought this will be a great way to make money 
And now they're like, oh, everyone hates us and everyone's mad at us. Well, shit, what's what's the bare minimum we can do to try and save face on this one? Yeah, yeah. Because that's the thing about game development, too. At a certain point, you can't actually take anything out without breaking the entire game mm-hmm. as it is. You can only just cordon stuff off. You can only block it off and hope yep. people never see it and never dig it up. Yep. So I don't know what they're expecting to do. You could delay it a year. You could delay it many years, but I don't think any of this is going to work. None of it's going to work. Nope. Collie Frederick, once again, helping us out. I loved Mando this week. Makes me crazy hype for the rest of the season. Also, thoughts on that leaked DC Scooby-Doo movie, if any heard it was good. Uh, I haven't actually watched Mando this week. That's how busy I've been. I haven't watched Mando. I haven't watched Bad Batch, and I heard both were mind-blowingly good this week. Both were amazing. Yeah, I, I love that we can watch both back to back now. Yeah, yeah. Bad Batch this week was so fucking good. It was a crosshair episode. I know yes. that much because people kept posting like quotes and everything. I'm like, God, it looks so good, but I can't see it yet. Yeah, no, it was it was amazing. Bad Batch has been really fucking strong it in this been. second half of the season. Yeah. Goddamn elite clone commandos from the game, that clone mountain from the Zon books. Yeah, Mount Tantus. Yeah, it's great. Dr. Hemlock, who I'm like, ooh, they're fighting a mad scientist now. I like that. Yeah, it's great. It's great. Dr. Hemlock, who is played by Young Man in Black from Westworld. Oh, nice. Yeah, and I'm like, oh, yeah, because he kind of looks like him. He's got creepy face. Yeah, uh, what's his name? Uh, Jimmy Simpson. Yeah, he's got a good case of creepy face. Yeah, he played one of the what do you call it? Some always sunny in Philadelphia as well. One of their uh, oh. those fucking weird siblings. What are they? No, called? that's right. He did the McPoyles. <laughs> that's right. He did. Man, that guy really gets typecast. Just creeps and everything, <laughs> doesn't he? He's good at it. I, I'm glad they gave them a new villain because, like, after they dealt with Rampart, I'm just like, well, shit. He was kind of their main antagonist. Now that he's gone, <laughs> what are they going to do? <laughs> But yeah, that's pretty dope. I uh, can't wait to watch that. Uh, now, from there, uh, we actually got some news, according to Hollywood Reporter, about what we can expect in that upcoming Daredevil Born Again show. Mm-hmm. Yes. Uh, apparently, we will be getting John Bernthal back as the Punisher at some point, which obviously everyone's excited about. But what people are less excited about is apparently we won't be seeing Foggy Nelson or Karen Page. Now, they were vague in their writing if they're just getting recast or if we're just not seeing them period that's what the uh, everyone you could tell no one fucking read that article whereas mm. they, they they're not expected to return they could return mm. it might mean yeah like you said they might not appear in this this particular story or they just haven't had a like a, a deal worked out yet which which is fine because like obviously i would love to see both those actors return because they were a huge part of the original series mm. but also too Karen Page hasn't existed in Daredevil for like multiple ages. decades now. Ages. Like she she lived longer in the show than she did in the yeah. books. Yeah. And Foggy, Foggy was also not really present even in this new Zadarsky era. No. Foggy wasn't around that much. He yeah. only just came back. Yeah, yeah, only recently and yeah, even then he was he was a, he wasn't like the Foggy that was in the show before. He was almost an antagonist to Matt. A little bit, yeah, because he was, like, mad at him for everything that he had done wrong and everything and, you know, wanted him to do better. You can do Daredevil stories. You can do really good Daredevil stories without Foggy and without Karen. Yeah, I know for people who feel really, you know, sympathetic about the show and everything and, you know, their depiction and that's what they've really grabbed onto and everything, it'll feel weird. But trust me, at a point, 
you might just forget. And also, it's not like they can't ever bring them back, no. especially the guy who plays uh, Foggy. What's his actor's name again? Uh, El- Elton Henson? Or yeah. Something like that, yeah. I would definitely expect him to come back before Karen because, like, he's in good with Disney. He's a fucking mighty duck, for Christ's sake. Mm, yeah. So I would really expect him to come back. And, like, uh, Karen, her actor there, uh, Deborah Ann Wool, she's, like, super busy. Mm-hmm. She's got, like, a lot of shit going on. She's busy being Kratos' wife and everything. <laughs> it's a busy gig, 24-7. That, that, that also, like, brings up the next one, whereas, uh, obviously, Vanessa is coming back. Uh, and she's been recast and they were yes. quick to say that it's because the original actress had a scheduling conflicts right yeah so like they, they and they can't just stop the show just because she can't come back and and also yeah. like I, I and like i liked vanessa too but i also don't think she's the sort of actress you couldn't just recast exactly yeah people put a lot of faith like a lot of stock in into that character for some reason yeah i mean yeah she had a really good arc and she worked well off d'onofrio but also it's like it's been just long enough now where like even i would kind of forget where it's like oh yeah was that was that the same lady yeah and not not only that the character of wilson fisk can exist without her also that he has also existed for a very long time. in fact one of the best things about vanessa is all the times when she's, she's been dead, dead and yeah. is when she's been dead and fist gets all like weepy and shit like oh vanessa oh, i love her so deeply the, the, the people to- people seem to forget that was like literally him in across the, in, in, into the spider-verse like it yeah. was like his whole character his wife was dead <laughs> Yeah, like, that's much closer to the comic counter. Get away from me, you whores. You're not Vanessa. Yeah, bring back, bring in Typhoid Mary. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, okay, I guess he did get over it eventually, didn't he? <laughs> yeah. I'll only get over it if you're the craziest woman who's ever lived. <laughs> and then I reminded, too, that Typhoid Mary actually did exist in the MCU. She was just in, like, season, was it season one or season two of Iron Fist? Yeah, season one. I can't. She she wasn't really Typhoid Mary, but she was. She was, she was the person who would become Typhoid Mary. She was barely Typhoid Mary at all. Yeah, and like something about like running water set her off, or got <laughs> like I like those MCU shows, but there's also some points where it's like that was a fucking stupid subplot. Why did we Pretty have to keep seeing that stuff, especially in Iron Fist? <laughs> Why did I have to keep seeing the guy from Iron Fist punch a bag over and over again, this old man in hiding to imply that he'll eventually be able to fight Danny on even footing, so he needs to be punching a bag in every scene we see him. (laughs) And his goddamn fucking fail son, Eric. (laughs) I don't even know if Eric was his name, but he was Eric up here. (laughs) But did... I'm basically Harry Osborn, but not as interesting. <laughs> I'm bad Harry. <laughs> but you know who's not bad, Matt? And actually, hey, this is kind of fitting because he was in an MCU show. Clancy Brown has officially been cast as Salvador Moroni for the Penguin Show. Cool. Love it. I'm all about it. Love Clancy Brown. Any excuse to see him again. Yeah, fit, fits very well. Yeah, he'll fit. He'll fit very fine in this DC universe, Clancy Brown. Almost like he's been doing it for years. Yeah, yeah. It's almost like he he he's been other characters in in other yeah. things. Yeah. <laughs> he's he's seen this room. He's walked this floor. 
And I think he'll do great. Clancy Brown's one of those actors who where it's like, how freaking old is he? And yet he doesn't – like he seems like he stopped aging at a point. And no, it's true because like he did so, – he, he did stuff like – he was in the first season of Mandalorian as like an actual – he was like there in the room doing stunts and everything. And yeah, it's just weird. He was in goddamn Shawshank. He's 64. He's only 64 oh, wow. actually. Okay. I thought he was older. I thought he was much older too. He's the goddamn Kurgan. He's freaking Mr. Krabs. He's in Pet Cemetery too. <laughs> just, just a very rich career. What a, what a man is what I'm saying. What a man. Mm-hmm. Also, how do we think that Penguin show is going to be? Because I know it's kind of like taking a big creative swing here, where it's like, can we build a whole show about this guy set in the Batman universe? I'm looking forward to it. I really liked uh, Colin Farrell's Penguin in the Batman. Same. Yeah. I liked him too. I thought he was one of the most enjoyable characters and that he brought some much needed comedy and levity to the proceedings. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. And the set picks we've seen, uh, they look great. They look great. He, he has he, a he's dressing in a costume that's inspired by Tony Soprano. So it's like yep. a leather jacket and like a V-neck shirt. And he, yeah, he looks awesome. <laughs> he's also working some more purple in too. He's got a yep. purple vest in one shot and he has a purple car. So he has the penguin mobile. Yeah, can we get it, the little hat? And like the the, oh. the cigarette in like the long thing, yeah, the big long. But I bet he'll try it out for a little bit. Man, not me. <laughs> hey, can we see him beat someone with an umbrella? Is this you know? Is that the final shot where I've embraced the umbrella finally? <laughs> you see, an umbrella comes flying through his window, <laughs> and in that moment, he knows what he must become. <laughs> I will embrace the umbrella as my symbol. (laughs) This is what I'm going to be all about moving forward. (laughs) Yep, I'm one of those guys (laughs) who just gets way too into shit. uh i guess with that uh that, that'll do it for the news this week everyone we can actually talk about what we read which wasn't all that much well just before we we uh go from the news there is one more that we actually forgot to talk about last week oh yeah what was that uh fucking ultimate universe is coming back oh yeah well this was huge news and then it also kind of disappeared but it's gonna be well, fucking, not not uh, a lot was re- revealed about it it's just that it's no. coming back <laughs> It's they gave you everything they thought you needed. Where it's like, yo, Ultimate Universe finally coming back, and it's going to be Hickman. Yeah, this is that Hickman thing that he's been teasing for a, a while now. This is his big super project. Where I'm like, all right, you know, Hickman, you've you've knocked it out of the park every other time. Though I think it's interesting that they put Hickman at the helm of this because you know the Ultimate Universe they always sold as like, you know, oh, this is the easy thing to get into. You know, this is you know you getting in on the ground floor and not needing to know much. And here comes Mr. Hickman is like, well, here I have a bunch of graphs and appendices pages here and further readings for you to fully understand everything I'm doing. You see, to truly understand my work, you're going to need a working understanding of quantum mechanics. You yeah, see? yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, and it's like, what, what what is canon to his to this story? It's like right? all, all the end stuff, like where, where Captain America became like president and it was like awful. Uh, is, yeah. is that all canon? Like was it uh, Ultimate Ultimatum or something? Ultimatum and all that sort of stuff. Is that all canon? <laughs> It's true, because a lot of people have a cutoff point for the yeah. Ultimate Universe. Some people, like me, only read Ultimate Spider-Man, yeah. and that's all they gave a shit about. Like, I occasionally looked in on the events and the rest of the universe, but I'm like, nah, I'm good with Spider-Man. And, like, it started with Ultimate Spider-Man, and it ended with Ultimate Spider-Man, and, like, everything in the middle you could either take or leave. Yeah, yeah. 
Though, ironically, it's the ultimate universe that the movies would end up stealing a lot of mm. good ideas from. Yeah. Which, you know, that never bothered me at all, where it's like, no, the ultimate universe totally exists, everyone. A simple, more user-friendly version of the Marvel Universe is called the fucking movies. <laughs> <laughs> it's all there. <laughs> but yeah, you're right. I, I can't wait to see what Hickman chooses to say, yeah, this is canon, this works. Because, yeah, you get, like, crazy President Captain America and fucking Galactus is a goddamn fleet of ships and everything yeah the all the weird stuff with like certain characters like all the stuff with like uh quicksilver and scarlet witch you know hawkman had some really uh hawk uh eyes had some really weird shit happen with like his family uh yeah yeah, just some really strange choices so yeah be interesting to see what it is i'm really excited that it's coming back though and like characters who dead or you know died, are they going to stay dead? Or are you mm. going to actually bring them back? I mean, I think you can only bring some of them back and be like, "All right, do over Mulligan." Yeah, did Hulk actually eat? Who did he eat? Giant Man or a Wasp? Who, who was I think it? he ate Wasp. Yeah. Or no, it was Blob who ate the Wasp. Yes, Blob. That's right. Yeah, <laughs> Blob who ate the Wasp, and also maybe Janet and Hank were abusing each other, yeah, but they were definitely other. having weird superpowered sex. Yes. Also, yeah. Oh fuck! Yes, I completely forgot about that. <laughs> There's a lot of ick in those ultimatums. <laughs> it's a lot of, and a lot of it could be attributed to like Mark Miller, <laughs> just being fucking Mark Miller. Yeah. <laughs> now I hope they keep the funny stuff from Mark Millar, which again I don't know if he was being intentionally funny or not, but I love when his Captain America was like, "You see, you see this hay on yeah, my forehead." I, I knew you were going to say that one. I knew it you doesn't were stand say. for France. Yeah. Stuff like that was great. Because, <laughs> yeah, people forget, too, that his Captain America was a fucking asshole. <laughs> yeah, oh, oh, absolutely, yeah. <laughs> you know, his Captain America was a real piece of shit. I mean, most of his characters were pieces of shit, honestly. Yeah. That, was, that was kind of the big takeaway of the Ultimate Universe. What if they were all bad? Yeah, yeah. What if everyone was bad and not nice and no one enjoyed being a superhero? <laughs> except for Spider-Man. Yeah. <laughs> God, they had like an uh, ultimate Fantastic Four by the end there yeah. with like War Machine when he was on there. And they had like a young Ultimates with like their version mm. of Cloak and Dagger. Yeah, it got really strange at the end there. There. Also, is he going to pick up on like the Donny Cates Venom stuff with like the Maker going back there, but the universe was destroyed? Well, and, I, like, have the Council imagine, of Makers? I have to imagine that was like the, the jumping on point. Like the maker was put back into the ultimate universe and he's probably going to remake it or something. I guess we'll see. And yeah, as the chat says, what's the point of bringing it back now if not just for, you know, the obvious thing of like, oh, we think people are nostalgic about this and we think it'll sell and people have been asking us about it forever. I mean, I could honestly see this being, because it's been a while, I could honestly see it being uh, Marvel's version of a, a continuity reset. Maybe I'm like, look, you know, do you want to actually make this a healthy ongoing universe again for people to actually buy and latch on to? Because, hey, people did it, you know, with Hickman's Avengers and they really did it with his X-Men being like, oh, this is my way in. You know, is this going to be the thing moving forward or do you just want to make a bunch of money now by bringing it back and maybe – do like another one in a couple of years yeah i'm intrigued it's it's coming out very soon in a couple of months yeah which is shocking to me but then i'm like oh i guess hickman's been working on it ever since he left x-men probably yeah yeah i'm just excited just because in the in the art they showed black bolt is back so (laughs) he's back somewhere yeah hopefully they remember the inhumans 
<laughs> you know, wherever they say, like, you know, it's 12 o'clock somewhere, I can start drinking. Oh, well, you know, it's Black Bolt somewhere. <laughs> it's Black Bolt somewhere in the multiverse. <laughs> also, does this mean, like, is Miles going to come back and visit? And, like, I think Boom or, like, some of the other characters. I think Ben just, like, took a bunch of characters from there when no one was looking. Yeah, yep. Are, are they going to get to come back? Are these going to be new versions of them? Because, like, don't forget, Ben just also set up a universe where it's like, it's the ultimate universe, too. It's, like, next True. door. Yeah. It's next door to the ultimate universe. It's close enough. Ironheart's here. I created her. Mm-hmm. But, yeah. All, all right, then, there. We we did your ultimate talk, everyone. I know, yeah. N- now that Matt reminds me, a lot of people are like, you got to talk about the ultimates. Well, yeah. we did. And now we can talk about what we read this week. And we both only read four books because it was a light week. Thank God. Mm. Uh, where would you like to begin, Matt? Oh, let's talk about the new Superman book that came out. Yeah, we got a brand new Superman book. And what a Superman book. Adventures of Superman, John Kent, number one. Yeah, or as I like to call it, Earth 2, issue <laughs> 1, again. <laughs> yeah, basically. This this book in so many ways is kind of a grand culmination of everything that Tom King has yes. or Tom Taylor has written at DC. Yeah, I said I said in my review is is him bringing in all his like chickens to roost. Yeah, he's pulled bringing everything he's ever written at DC back in. Yep, we got the John stuff that's just new. We got the Earth Two stuff that obviously you love to death. We got the Injustice stuff. The whole time I read this book, I'm like, wow, I like this, but I bet I don't like it half as much as Matt is liking it right now. <laughs> oh, it paid off so much. It paid off the time where like uh, Mister Terrific met with the the heroes of of, of Earth Two during World's End, and and they know each other now and everything. Oh. That bit did my head in when John meets Val Zod for the first time and they kind of have this standoff where he's like, no, don't worry. My name is Zod, but I'm one of the good ones. And John's like, yeah, yeah, I know. I wasn't going to start hitting you. Oh, don't worry, though. I have somebody who can vouch for me. And it's Michael Holt, Mr. Terrific. And I'm like, oh, yeah, that's right. He met the Earth 2 heroes. And he was, oh, my God. No one remembered that. And no one brought that up until that moment. I remembered that. I remembered that. (laughs) And then it gets even better because then I'm like, oh, my God, the the lady Red Tornado is here. Wait, she was Lois, wasn't she? Are yes. they going to reference that? And they do. Yes. they Lois Lane died and, like, her mind and, like, consciousness was put into a Red Tornado. And, oh, it's fantastic. So good. It's also a great bit of justification about, like, well, why is this a job for John? If Ultraman is going from universe to universe killing Superman, shouldn't this be a job for Clark? Only for Val to be like, no, he's created a device that allows him to, you know, weaken Clark's enough to kill. I think we're the only ones who can solve this, me and John, because we're Superman, but we're not Clark's. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, that's really fascinating, actually. Yeah, it, it it's really cool. It's a good way to, like get these other superman characters who aren't clark kent to be the main uh protagonists of the story and it's good character writing from val too because he's like no i waited till i knew superman was off earth before i could come and ask for help because i know if i did clark would go anyway and that might lead to his death and i don't want that on my mind or conscience Mm -hmm. Mm mm-hmm And I'm like, oh, that's so cool. And Lois being a good mother, being like, oh, well, you can't possibly expect John to go on a multiversal trip and, you know, fight Ultraman, you know, the, the, the embodiment of his trauma and his lost youth and innocence there. Mm-hmm. You can't expect that. He might die only to have, you know, Red Lois be like, look, I'm from a world where we lost our Clark 
and it was the worst thing that ever happened to me in my world. John can save, you know, not only this world, but multiple worlds from that feat. <laughs> yeah, I, oh, I'm look, so looking forward to it. It's a really strong start. And also, they're still teasing John with the electric suit and the powers. He still doesn't yeah. have it yet, even though he has it on the cover. Yeah, yeah, he's he, they're, they're, they're teasing that out. It's going to probably come up next next issue when, when he fights Ultraman or something. Yeah, I bet that's the thing that ultimately helps him win, where it's like, oh, but I have a power that you haven't seen in forever. Boom. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but yeah, really, really strong start. And also, hats off to Taylor for not being afraid to use the Ultraman stuff. I feel like a lot of other writers kind of backed off on it because they didn't want to step on any toes. But to have Taylor be like, no, this is the backbone of John as a mm -hmm. character now. He lost all this time with his parents. He lost his youth and innocence because of this dickhead. And he had to, like, you know, keep soldiering on because that's the right thing to do. And that's what Superman would do. And now he actually gets a chance to have a real deal reckoning about it. I know. It's so good. And it it, it make, makes me upset because there's so many people who seem to think there's going to be some twist where it's revealed that john we've been following it's basically a, a bullshit way for them to try and justify having a young john come back it's basically this john that we've been following is actually like ultraman's son yes and i've heard many yeah, people say that there's too. like no basis to this rumor at all no. and it's just people wishing they could have young john back which isn't going it, to fucking happen it it reeks of fanon is what it yeah, is it and i'm does. like and i'm like guys you can want it but it doesn't make it true and also yeah. hey if you want to read the adventures of john as a kid read the backup in action they capitulated and gave they're, you what you want they're acting like yeah they don't have those stories but we fucking do we have a book that deals with it <laughs> and, and you know what matt like i was always a little bit more like no i think you can have both i think you can have young john in modern stories and you're like no it was a good thing they moved on i read those backup stories and i'm like yeah you know what matt yeah. was right it is i'm a good right thing isn't they it moved I, on. it's just the same shit as before <laughs> Well, because like I'm reading this, I'm like, oh, yeah, I remember when he was a kid many years ago. And I'm like, oh, yeah, these already kind of feel dated and yeah. old hat. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's just Dan Jurgen's, you know, pining for what ha what could have been. And again, even I'm like, Dan, you're a good writer. But Dan, you did this. Yeah. You did, did these already. Yeah. There, there, there was three volumes of this. <laughs> yeah. You, you can't go home again. Sometimes you can't go back. Yeah. And also, too, you know, where I'm sure there certainly are a lot of people out there who are like, no, I like John as a kid because he's a fun kid character and we don't get a lot of that in comics these days. But I know, too, there's also like a, a, a sometimes not so silent minority there who are like, no, I want him to be a kid again so I don't have to deal with gay. I don't like yes. the gay yes. and this is what I'm couching my homophobia in. Yes, if he can be a kid, he doesn't get relationships or anything. Yeah. So he don't have to which deal is, with that. <laughs> which is stupid because he did when he was a kid. <laughs> yeah. They're like, yeah, he, he'll be young and he'll be straight again. I'm like, yeah, that's, that's not how that works, man. Him being a kid wouldn't make him any less bisexual. No, no, not at all. And, and that's the thing, too, that really gets me to it. It's like, I hate that he's gay. They keep yeah. using the word gay to describe him like, well, technically he's bi, guys. Yeah. He has strong relationships for men and women. Yeah, people seem but to forget I, he had a whole relationship with Satin Girl. <laughs> yeah, but that's but that's the thing that you keep going back to there. It's like, you know, you're so hateful, you're doing your own bi erasure. Yeah, jeez. <laughs> Well, that being said, I only had to ban one homophobe from the new uh, issue, so that's pretty yeah, good. Yeah, it's probably the exact same one that hit my book as well. Probably. <laughs> and hey, you know what? They're actually doing good stuff with his relationship with Jay because now the relationship has it's, totally it's changed. Switched. It, it, it switched positions, and, and, and Jay's kind of like a little resentful. 
Yeah, now everyone knows who he is as the truth, the toppler of a corrupt nation, the boyfriend of Superman's son. And now John's like, no, I get to actually just be a normal guy again. Yeah. It's what I wanted. And I think it's pretty dope. It's pretty cool. It's pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, Tevia there, question, what about John, Superboy, and Kathy? Uh, we haven't seen Kathy in forever. Yeah, who gives a shit about Kathy? She, she hasn't existed in comics for like five years. I'm <laughs> assuming she's – I'm assuming she's living with all those other aliens in that town, wherever that uh, Hamilton County is. That what it yes, was? Yeah, yeah. I'm assuming they're living there it's, still. It's like a non-character as well. Yeah. If, if any writer ever remembers, they'll dig them up at some point. Yeah. But yeah, I, I like the John Kemp book. So many cool places for this book to go, and as many people have pointed out, man, when he meets Injustice Superman, that's going to be pretty crazy. Because here's a Superman who went evil because he lost his wife and son, yeah. and now here is the son he could have had in front of him. Yeah, we discussed this a couple of uh, episodes we ago, did. but yeah, it, it's, it's going to be really fucking cool. It it, it fucking writes itself, is yeah, what it does. I know, I know. And it's all character driven, which I love. It is. It's so good. It's so solidly character-driven. Uh, I guess from uh, the big Superman book this week, should we talk about the big Spider-Man book this week? This Ooh, was the other thing everyone I, was tripping over themselves I, about. I, I have seen like <sighs> what, what's happening, but I still don't know what's happening as well. <laughs> yeah, that's that's actually a pretty good review of it, honestly. <laughs> so Amazing Spider-Man 21, the book that finally steps back in time and tries to explain to us what the hell happened between Mary Jane and Peter. Why did they break up? Things were so in go going so good at the end of the Nick Spencer run. Who who was that mysterious person in the window? Well, we found out in this issue, it's a character called Dr. Raven from 2008, from Brightest Day, a mm -hmm. story that, get this, also just so happened to be written by Zeb Wells, the first <laughs> time he started writing Spider-Man. <laughs> Uh, the thing about Raven is that he was a computer genius who went crazy trying to decipher a bunch of Mayan runes is his origin. Okay. okay. He fought Spider-Man and he fought Wolverine because he brought like a bunch of ancient Mayan warriors to New York. Mm -hmm. And then they defeated him and then he didn't do anything for almost two decades. Yep. But apparently he did a bunch of blood sacrifice in jail to escape, and his blood ritual brought him to Peter Parker. Not Spider-Man, but Peter Parker, where he was living. Mm -hmm. And it's like, ah, oh, the trail of blood has led me here. That's convenient. <laughs> and Spider-Man's like, oh no, I need to defend Mary Jane, but I also need to defend my own secret identity. And they get into a big fight, and at some point some of these runes that are on Rabin rub off on spider-man and mary jane and rabbit is like haha i have actually completed my plan mm -hmm. though it did not look like it now you are marked one for vengeance and one for sacrifice and we don't know which is which but i think it's pretty obvious that spider-man is the one for vengeance because he beat rabbit before yeah. and mary jane is the one for sacrifice to bring the whatep which is like a lesser class of Mayan demon. The WhatsApp? <laughs> yeah, the, yeah, the WhatsApp, to summon the power of the WhatsApp. <laughs> and then we can all just chat all the time. <laughs> That's his big evil plan. Just, just be chatting all the time, bro. <laughs> and uh, so he does that. And then like in the modern day, I actually like the modern day story because it's the longest we actually get to spend with Mary Jane, Paul, and their two kids. Mm-hmm. Because they're just having, like, a regular-ass day trying to take their kids to the park and, like, nothing is going right because, you know, kids are being kids and everything. Yeah, yeah. But it's at this moment that, you know, the marks on Mary Jane and Peter end up activating and they get taken 
somewhere. I can only assume it's the future because we see like a big Mayan snake, you know, wrapping the Daily Bugle building and like everything is destroyed and everything. Okay. So we learned that, but we don't actually learn why Peter and Mary Jane broke up or why Peter was in that uh, that big crater. Mm -hmm. Oh, shit. They still haven't explained that. They have not. I thought they were going that way. I'm like, oh, so Rabin's going to explode? No, he didn't. He just kind of left. So we still haven't seen what did that yet. Oh, wow. Okay. We haven't seen that, and we haven't seen why Mary Jane and Peter broke up, and I imagine those are the tidbits of information we're going to get in the next two parts of this story. Yeah. Well, now that you've explained that, it's not as bad as what some people were making out on Twitter. That's the thing. It really isn't. Like, obviously, they built built it up for too long. No answer they gave was ever going to be. That's probably the problem. They built it up for too long. Again, had the book started here, mm-hmm. I think more people would have actually been forgiving and understanding, mm-hmm. but you built it up for too long, you made it into a shipping war thing, you pissed off too many people, this yeah. is the definition of too little too late. That being said, I did not hate the story, you know mm-hmm. why? Because for once, shit was actually happening in my Spider-Man yeah, story, yeah, it, it felt like, like it. there was actual forward momentum. yeah. Again, I still might hate it at the end of it when they ultimately reveal everything, but I actually enjoyed that there was some like forward momentum and the book mm. didn't feel like it was just running in place. It felt like it was actually going somewhere. I might not mm. like where we're going, but it's going somewhere. Right, yeah. No, yeah, because like when, <laughs> when I saw like everyone talking about this, they, they just kept saying, oh, it's just this no-name character from the past. I did not realize that it was Zeb Wells's created character, yep. which does make it actually better because it's someone he's made it's something he's familiar with it's something he thought he could bring back and everything and i like yeah. when writers do that as well same again he could have done the cliche thing that would have pissed me off where it's like oh i created a new character yeah, yeah. out of whole cloth <coughs> kindred mm-hmm, mm-hmm. though i guess by the end kindred really wasn't a new character but whatever yeah, yeah. he could have created a character from whole cloth or he could have done the other cliche thing of being like, oh, Norman did it. Yeah. Or Dr. Octopus did it because yeah. they always do. Yep. Or shit, even Mephisto did it. <laughs> yeah, it could have been one of them. And as I said on Twitter, no matter what it was, Spider-Man fans would have fucking hated it. It could have yeah, been exactly, exactly what they wanted and they would have found something to bitch about. <laughs> There was no way to do this reveal, no right way to tell this story, no. because, yeah, no one was ever going to be happy with it at this point. E- no. Even I don't know if I'm happy. It's not even that I'm not not happy with it. I'm just not mad at it. <laughs> that That's the thing separating you. You, you, you. you know you're not happy, but you're not getting, like, really angry about it, whereas a lot of these people are just getting angry about it, and they knew they were going to get angry about it. I am I am indifferent to it, and that indifference is actually a bit of an improvement over the, mm-hmm. like, fucking dark web, where I'm like, no, I genuinely hate this. This is empty yeah, yeah. and soulless and just ticking boxes for the sake of it. This, this actually has something happening, and there's actually some forward momentum, and I feel like Wells is going to try and give us some answers here. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Might not like him, but you're going to get him. <laughs> you're going to get him, yeah. Going to get him. Well's going to give it to you. <laughs> Been waiting for you to get it on your own. He's going to deliver it. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so that was Spider-Man. Not the worst. Not the worst. Which is show's improvement. If I was giving it its report card, I'd put show's improvement <laughs> on it. 
Uh, we want to talk about Batman next, because obviously, you know, from Spider-Man to Batman. Uh, you can go ahead. I haven't read this issue yet. Oh, okay. Well, then I'll be really brief. I read the actually... backup, but I haven't read the actual issue yet. <laughs> oh, oh, the backup is pretty dope. I it read is. That it is. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, so it's Batman 133. At the end of the last issue, Batman swore that, you know, to fix this new world, he would need to become Batman once again to, you know, strike fear into the hearts of uh, the right people. And yes. yeah, that's what he does. Yeah, he. I, I did see the Batman suit, and I, I kind of like that. It also looks like uh, Dick Grayson's Earth Two Batman outfit with the big like uh, bat symbol that's like really wide down the middle and everything. The the new suit is fun because it's definitely like a, I made this with a bunch of scraps yeah. of whatever I could find, but also I've been doing this Batman thing long enough that I can actually make a pretty good one. Yes, yeah. <laughs> so that's pretty strong. We meet a bunch more uh, multiversal versions of villains. We meet the this world's Riddler. Oh, nice. Who's also working for Red Mask and also doing the whole, oh, you know, are you having mental degradation? Do we need to lock you up in the asylum? Let me ask you a riddle and see. <laughs> He's also like Red in this version. He's the Crimson oh. Questionnaire. And I'm like, oh, oh that's fun. That's cool. Oh, is, is he going to be related to like the Red Mask stuff and – Maybe. I mean, they, they all kind of have a little red in their costume. Yeah, yeah. So that's pretty clever. Uh, ooh, Brandon Williams, have this up. Hope you guys are having a good day. Thanks for introducing me uh, into comics. Well, we're happy, oh, Brandon, thank and you. thank you for being here. Yeah, I'm glad we could introduce you to some comics. And yeah. Just know they're not all bad like Spider-Man. <laughs> yeah, they're not all bad. Some are actually pretty dope. Like, this is pretty dope. <laughs> someone said something in my comment section i think they're so right saying that this batman story is basically batman playing his life on new game plus mode yes yeah you yeah, know uh, i think we talked about this like where like i i theorize that like this is like some sort of like it's it he he's made to think it's a multiversal thing but really it's failsafe putting him into like a sort of like virtual reality world where he can like learn to be batman like the proper batman again maybe maybe not but i'll get to that in a minute so yeah it's it's batman basically getting to do his life over and i love that you know this time he's doing it 100 percent for selfless reasons not you know <laughs> about misguided ideas about vengeance or you know making his parents proud he even does his you know whole speech there about you know i am the knight i am their vengeance talking <laughs> about the people yeah again it goes back to that first issue of chips Darsky's run where like we saw from robin's point of view how like batman had like thrown it like he thrown himself into batman and he's barely bruce wayne he's mm -hmm. he's being batman for like the wrong reasons now mm. yeah yeah this is this is all about him trying to be you know batman for the right reasons and he also thinks look you know the only way i'm gonna get out of this world the only way i'm gonna topple red mask is i have to solve this world's bruce wayne's murder nice and he knows where to find the body because he just goes to the Wayne family plot. <laughs> it's like, well, if I'd be anywhere. Uh, well, it's greatest here. detective. <laughs> yeah, if I'd be anywhere. And Alfred comes out with a gun. He's like, what the fuck are you doing <laughs> digging up Master Bruce's grave? And he takes off the mask. He's like, Alfred, it's me from another <laughs> world. And Alfred's like, I don't want to hear this. I don't want to do this. And like Bruce like defeats him using his words going, you know, the Alfred in my world was like a good man who hated to see evil done. He made me the man I am. Yeah. It like kind of makes me sad that you're burying your head in the sand over this, that, you know, my death wrecked you so completely. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And like, he just kind of lets him go. And the big reveal when he puts uh, this Bruce through the MRI, ooh, he has multiversal energy on him. Ooh. Implying that this Bruce might not even have been the Bruce of this world. Ooh, interesting. 
Yeah, so there's a whole other angle there. And then he teams up with Catwoman because, of course, Catwoman is disloyal to Red Mask and, you know, always kind of playing her own game no matter what universe we're in. Oh, my God. I just had, like, a a crazy thought. What if, like, this world is, like – it is, like, a multiverse world, but it's, like, a world that, like – failsafe knew about or like maybe even batman or batman of zurinar knew about where they needed a batman and this and this is like holy shit i don't There's think a lot of play. i don't think you heard that there's like, like a lightning storm happening outside that was fucking yeah, it, loud yeah it cut out there I, yeah. again it was like it was like a murder mystery like a yeah. killer is jesus christ that scared the shit out of me um yeah no well like what if this world was like a a world without batman that like failsafe or like the failsafes of the multiverse sends their batman mm. when they get out of turn to, it's like a training universe sort of thing. could be yeah there's a lot of things they could do that again the uh the toy man story with tim kind of calls into question too because like toy man was sending people to a world that was ruled by toys yeah but he had also kidnapped a version of himself who was bio man so he was a biological oh. man pretending to be a toy yeah he was like tr- he was like like trying to like figure out humans and stuff yeah it's it's weird which again, where it's like, okay, so if you can do shit like that with this gun, then there's no telling what this world might be. Yeah. Again, like just a really interesting take on like the whole multiverse thing from Chip Zdarsky. Could have just just been like a, oh, he's on F-69 and doesn't have a Batman. And could have just been like a, 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 a normal like multiverse story, but there's like layers to it. There's so much of Zdarsky's writing recently where it's like, that shouldn't work. That's a tired idea. That's an old as dirt idea. And yet he manages to breathe such fresh and interesting life in it, proving that you can tell an old story. It's all in how you tell it. Yeah. And what, what way you look at it and everything. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, KT helping us out in the chat. This show today reminds me of what my sister told me. Comics are just soap operas with less pregnancy storylines. It's true. Yeah. And honestly, they could use more pregnancy storylines. <laughs> they should knock each other up more. Except for Spider-Man because it, yeah, true. His, his, his semen like kills people. Is radioactive as we discovered. <laughs> and Superman, again, if uh, that Hancock movie is to be believed, <laughs> comes with the force of a speeding bullet. <laughs> Which he should use for more, you know, defensive and offensive, you know, reasons where it's like, oh, no, uh, friggin' Dasad is coming right at me. Better rub one out right quick <laughs> and aim at his general direction. Dasad's like, oh, God, I'm a lord of torture and this is the worst hell ever. Uh. <laughs> Just takes his eye out. And Superman's like, I said I had many powers. He didn't see that coming, <laughs> literally. That's that's how they defeat Brainiac at the end of the new series. Yeah, yeah. Throw a the new G's at him, yeah. <laughs> Brainiac's like, I have computated every version of this battle, Kal-El. There is no way you can defeat me. Oh, I bet I can pull out a move you haven't seen before, Brainiac. <laughs> I am a 10th level intelligence, and yep, this one threw me. I mean, I mean, it could happen. Jay Garrick just this week killed a guy by spitting a tooth at him. Oh, shit. That's pretty fucking metal. Oh, yeah. <laughs> bland boy low tier god is behind matt's house god is oh, no, angry with you man me to kill myself no. yeah this is god <laughs> but yeah the the batman book continues to be really great under zadarsky again it's such a fresh and interesting take on a multiverse yeah. in a year and in a time in comics when everything seems to be so hung up on multiverses and yeah. i don't begrudge you for thinking that where it's like why is every story a multiverse story now exactly yeah 
Like, I don't begrudge you for thinking that, but when they're this good, it's like, well, okay. Yeah, so, okay, yeah, we understand. Again, as every, everything everywhere all at once showed us, again, it's all in the telling, and, you know, not every multiverse story needs to be like, oh, look at this evil version of you, mm. or like, oh, look at this world where you never lived. Yeah, exactly. Because I think on some level we all think about that, especially now in a day and age when things suck. We all like to imagine, what if things were different? What if I went other ways in my life? Yeah, what if I did this? What if I did that? Yeah. What if What if I was a pastry chef? <laughs> Would I be happier if I was a pastry chef? I don't know, man. <laughs> Would I be happier if I was a raccoonie? I'm not sure. <laughs> you ever just want to get really raccoonie? <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure you've seen those stupid AI videos that are all over TikTok now where it's like fucking Joe Rogan talking about getting Ratatouille. They are great. They are fucking great. Some of them are great. A lot of them are like, oh, you're not a comedy writer and you're just using this as a crutch because it's mm. just like a funny premise. Yeah, my, my, my favorite one is uh, Joe Rogan talking with, he's debating with uh, Jordan Peterson about the Bionicle <laughs> films. <laughs> That's that's pretty hilarious. I don't think you'll ever top the original though, and that is just uh, Joe Biden talking about all his favorite weed. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I smoke that real dark side shit. <laughs> this is the stuff that killed Tupac. <laughs> and I'm like, well, comedy peaked here for AI. <laughs> See, like again, like that's just genuinely funny because someone actually knew funny words to put in there. Uh, Freaking South Park this week. I haven't watched South Park in forever, but they did a whole episode on like uh friggin' ai scripts and everything and apparently they let like chat gp write like the last 20 minutes of an episode oh really yeah and like the joke is is like oh yeah that was really unfulfilling and that kind of sucked huh maybe we shouldn't let freaking ai write stuff maybe the whole point of art is the human perspective and you know the human insight and everything and that if we do use ai for art or for writing it should really only be to help and assist yeah. us not to do the whole goddamn thing yeah it's like those corridor crew guys who did that like recent thing where it's like we made like real footage into anime and I'm like oh yeah. so you you did rotoscoping something that's existed for a hundred years yeah but that that pissed me <laughs> and they off just too, they though. just couldn't get, wrap their head around that this is something that existed before they did it <laughs> Fucking Ralph Bakshi rolling over in his goddamn grave. I think Ralph Bakshi is still alive, actually. Yeah, oh, yeah he fucking commented on it, yeah. Oh, did he really? Yeah. Oh, that's fucking dope. Yeah. He, yeah. He, he, he didn't say it in as many words, but he said this is bullshit. Yeah, hey, I'm the godfather of this thing you think you created. <laughs> as, as we say all the time on this show, you know, when it comes to young people making stuff, you will be surprised to find out that uh, stuff happened before you were born, happened while you weren't paying attention, and will continue to happen after you stop paying attention yes yes <laughs> so maybe don't always go into every conversation be like i have figured out a thing because <laughs> a lot of the times you have and a lot of times you just gave a different name to something that's existed forever <laughs> yeah yeah uh, uh did you have another book matter was that everything uh, i had one more book and that was x-men issue 20 okay shit yeah I, I gotta read this too i gotta read this and 19 i know the brood are back oh. and they're doing brood shit oh, you, you, that that's happening but what happens at the end of this issue is like holy fuck oh really what yeah. happens at the uh, end of this issue so brooder brooder like you know the x-men dealing with brood and all that sort of stuff uh and then like halfway through the issue uh sage the uh the, the woman in the chair for the x-men yeah. uh is attacked by typhoid mary uh and she attacks she 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 like fights with him and there's reason for that 
Uh, and that's because the book ends with Wilson Fisk arriving on Krakoa looking for <laughs> asylum because he's married to Typhoid Mary, who's a mutant, and he can oh, get asylum. Shit. Oh, shit. They did write that in the bylaws. Fuck. Yeah, yeah. So, so Wilson Fisk is now a uh, Krakoan resident. <laughs> Holy shit. That is really unexpected and builds off devil's reign in a yes. great way yes <laughs> okay i gotta get back to x-men asap then yeah. it sounds like shit's getting really cool i know we had a conversation last week where it's like why why is an x-men involved in like the big <laughs> yeah, sinister yeah, I crossover i know they they heard that and they're like right <laughs> yeah they're they're basically telling us not to read it what a shame you know that series <laughs> has fallen so far what's like give it one more issue motherfuckers yeah you'll see you'll see why this didn't cross over <laughs> Again, just when you think it's like, man, these X-Men books are running out of steam. No, we're not. Yeah, here's Wilson Fisk, who's now an X-Men villain and probably Which... like fuck around with the Quiet Council or something. Yeah. Oh, oh, he'll want to be a member. Yeah. <laughs> you uh, know he's going to want to try and get himself on. And they're like, dude, you can't, you're a human. It's the Quiet Oh, well, I thought you weren't anti-human. You were just pro-mutant. Yeah. And I, I fucking hope that someone like Sinister or like, you know, someone will back him. <laughs> Yeah, someone will back him or he'll, like, put a bunch of money behind someone else. Yeah, He'll be like, why, yeah. well, why is there no industry here? I used to be rich where I was. What, what do you mean oh, you don't have money here? Yeah, the story could go anywhere. It's great. <laughs> yeah, to just have the kingpin there who really, in many ways, represents the worst humanity has to offer. Yeah, and he's weaseled his way in. <laughs> Yeah, he really – and that's going to cause problems with Daredevil and the Fist now because yeah. Daredevil and the Fist are like, oh, do I have to come there and kick his ass because I will? <laughs> that, yeah. that actually is like quite interesting because like will the X-Men actually tell Daredevil? Because Daredevil, he thinks Wilson uh, – at least I remember he thinks uh, Wilson is he's gone. He's, yeah. he's dead, gone. Yeah. Or assumed he wouldn't be coming back ever. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, wow, that's really interesting. That's so funny, too, because, yeah, they sailed off Typhoid yeah. Mary and Kingpin yeah. at the end of Devil's Reign. we know where Red. they sailed off to. <laughs> that's fucking awesome. <laughs> that's sick as hell. Uh, do we want to talk about what's coming out next week? I got the list in front of me right here. Sure. Uh, we got Hulk 13, which I'm guessing is either the end of the Kate series or very close to it. I'm pretty sure it's the end, yeah. Okay, there's more stuff with Titan. I, I, I never read it. I really should have. <laughs> I've got a couple. I'm behind by a couple of issues. I'm going to catch up. Yeah, I, I maybe we'll give it a try before we start the new one. We got Miles Morales Spider Man number four. Hell yeah. Nice. Uh, what else we got going on here? We got Immoral X Men number two. Cool. Sins of Sinisters continue. Oh, yeah, I read Nightcrawlers this week too. It's fun. More good yeah. size for your stuff. Sweet. Yeah, not sure what more to say about it there. Uh, again, we jump 90 years in the future yeah. and shit's even more fucked up. Well, I think in this ne in Moral X-Men, we're jumping 100 years into the future. Like, it's it, each two-issue chunk is like a jump into the future, into the future. Very interesting way to tell that story. Yeah. We got Gold Goblin number five, which is the finale of this series. Nice, nice. Yeah, that was short. Uh, we got uh, the finale of that. We got the next Sam Wilson Captain America. Cool. Which I'm actually one behind on that one. You got your Star Wars Yoda, number five. Cool. Uh, what else? We oh, we got Superman the Lost, number one. This is the Christopher yes. Priest one they were advertising. I'm looking forward to this one. Yeah, this one looks like a real big concept idea. You know, Superman basically gets lost in space for 20 years and comes back and no one, he doesn't recognize anything. Yeah, yeah. It, it's interesting because he's the one who had 20 years passed by everyone on Earth. It, it was like a day or something. 
yeah, this will be interesting to see what they do. Yeah. Oh, hey, uh, Lazarus Planet Revenge of the Gods starts that Wonder Woman uh, Billy Shazam crossover. Mm. I didn't even review the last, I didn't even review Omega or Batman versus, uh, versus Robin just because of what like you told me. I'm like, this isn't worth it. <laughs> This yeah, you didn't miss time. it. They they fucking sucked. They yeah. were nothing. Yeah. And also, that's a shame too, because I was really excited for this Wonder Woman Billy crossover. Because yeah. it only makes sense because with War of the Gods coming out, they want Billy to do more ancient Greek shit. Yeah, and, and Wonder Woman's in the next Shazam film. So. Oh, is that the thing? Is that the yeah. secret? Uh... Oh, it's not secret. They fucking put her all in the the TV spots. Oh, did oh did they? I miss that? Yeah, yeah. She's like all over them. Is is it Gal Gadot? Yeah, yeah, it is. That's weird to put her in when you know they're not making another one and they're probably just going to recast her anyway. Yeah, yeah. I guess they have Flashpoint in their back pocket to be like, Flashpoint will just fix everything. Yeah, that's true. Red Goblin number two. Loved Red Goblin number one, so I'm really excited to come back to that. Nice. Uh, Batman Incorporated six. I don't know if you were still keeping up with that. Nope. Uh, Avengers War Across Time number three. Yeah, that's not, that's like a, a different series to the actual avengers oh, series yeah. okay because i know they were doing crazy time shit so i don't know if you were still in on yeah, that no, I'm, s- I'm still reading uh jason aaron's run that's actually got two more issues left and then he's Ooh. he's finished on the book and it'll be really interesting to see what they do next yeah uh we got hellcat number one spinning out of her iron man thing she's getting a new one nice and christopher cantwell's writing this too yes it, yeah it will be really cool to see him continue that yeah yeah, it sounded like people really, really liked what uh, Patsy Walker was doing in that book. Yeah, he, he teased it at the end of the last issue. She's like teaming up with like Sleepwalker and oh. like fighting demons and shit. Yeah. Wow, what a deep cut. Yeah. Uh, we got Multiversity Harley screws up the DCU number one, <laughs> which looks like just a funny like Deadpool-esque romp with Harley. Let's throw her into a lot of situations and see what she can fuck up and break. Yeah. I'm down with that. And uh, yeah, I think that's everything that comes out this week, everything that was fit to print. So another fairly light week. It feels like things are going to heat up back again in the summer, as we mentioned. Yeah, it's coming to it. Coming to it. But uh, hey, I'm not complaining. I Again, I if it wasn't for the light comic uh, load this week, I don't know what I would have done because I've just <laughs> been, you know, so friggin' exhausted and just, you know, life kicking me in the dick. <laughs> So I'm happy to do something different. <laughs> so there you go, everyone. That's the show for this week. We hope you enjoyed it. Yeah. As much as we did, be sure to keep your eyes peeled for more shorts. As always, if you're a patron, you'll be able to listen to this show back as soon as we're done in audio and video format. Mm-hmm. So that's always good. And uh, for everyone else, audio version drops on Wednesday. Yeah. Which you can listen to ad-free because no one wants to do ad spots with us. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I think they probably would, but because I'm Canadian, most like podcast companies are like, yeah, we don't care about your stupid snow pay. Yeah. So yeah, so, same here. Like trying to get like ad ad reads in in Australia is fucking impossible. Yeah, get the fuck out. Unless of here. it's that's... like unless it's like an Australian based company. True. That's that's why the only reason we do ad reads here are because of good fans like you with uh, stuff they want to promote or people who like reach out to me directly. Yeah. Which I'm happy to say we have a pretty good track record of. We do, yeah. We got a pretty good track record. So, hey, have you got any money to burn or anything? Mm-hmm. <laughs> also, also, hey, I'm looking for an artist, uh, again, still for a Cape Joel Extra there. If you have any pitches for, uh, for a banner and for like a little, uh, what is it, little, uh, little channel uh, icon there, let nice. me know. Nice. 
I will pay you real human dollars. Yeah, you, you got to go hire those people that are like like shilling like AI created like people yeah. to like star in like. Have you seen that? They're, they're, yes, they're like, I have. They're like AI created people in like stock images and yeah and this and people like show us their hands let's see yeah, their hands sure. <laughs> yeah we're not gonna be getting any hand models there's a job ha- that uh, have, we'll have them open their mouths so we can see their <sighs> millions of teeth <laughs> their eyes on the inside yeah <laughs> don't don't you love knowing that you know technology that was supposed to relieve us of tasks and everything is once again only being used in the worst dystopian way it's great this is fantastic we we are definitely in the best timeline. <laughs> I thought I thought the technology was supposed to take, you know, the repetitive, you know, crushing workload off us. Not like the whole artistic pursuits, which is all anyone ever wants, is the thing. Like, man, I wish I didn't have to work so hard so I could like paint or write my novel or something. <laughs> Chemdog saying, Hey Joel, are you still planning your Christmas in July stream? Maybe. I had a ton of Christmas stuff left over. Maybe I'll have to find another charity. Ooh, nice. Maybe I'll do literacy filing, and maybe uh, because it won't be Christmas time, maybe my friends can actually show up to that one. <laughs> I stream for like goddamn 10, 12 hours then. I'm like, they're going to show up eventually. They're going to show up eventually. <laughs> and they're like, no, Joel, it's a fucking week before Christmas. We're all busy. <laughs> uh, but yeah, thank you, everyone, for coming and listening, and we'll be back again next week, everyone. Bye-bye. See ya.